Hi, I'm Emma. And this is Joe. Welcome to 40 Sexy Overheard, an unedited and unscripted podcast. Yay! Thank you for listening. We're back. We're back. We had quite the hiatus. It was a yeah, surprise oh one. An unfortunate surprise hiatus. Um, let's see. Do you want to start with how our hiatus started? Yeah. Because I feel like you started I it and then start. I finished it. I did start it. So we had the COVID thing. We are now one of the statistics. I didn't get COVID, but my my two other one, my two younger daughter, well, my eldest and my youngest got COVID. And so the whole family had to quarantine. Um, and thankfully, their symptoms were like non-existent for, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. So it was great. I'm, I'm, but the worst, so the worst part was just being quarantined for 10 days for us and um having to go to work at home and but you know yeah it was it was a shit show (laughs) it was (laughs) it was a a definite shit show and um yeah I was just I'm just grateful that my everybody was okay and uh the vaccine does work yeah (laughs) I I never got it you know and I was the one taking care of my kids I never yeah, got and that's cr- pretty crazy that you were like in the same house as them and didn't get it. Yeah, yeah, and I cuddled. I cuddled my youngest because she's a cuddler, and we just watch her show at night. And so, I, but but I was wearing a mask. It was, but it was so sweet. She'd wear a mask too, you know. But <laughs> we so we'd sit there and just cuddle with our mask. And I never got it, like I said. And my middle child never got it either. She stayed upstairs and. Yeah, it's this COVID thing is very uh, mysterious, really. You never know. Like, because my eldest that got it was, is fully vaccinated, but then she had such mild symptoms, which was awesome. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, yeah. and that's what it's supposed to do, really, is make sure that you don't get really sick and end up in a hospital. You right. Know? So it did its job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And my youngest, who's not vaccinated, odd thing, never had any symptoms, but she got COVID, but she never had any symptoms. So I don't know. But for, fortunately, the COVID isn't, you know, doesn't really hit the young ones as hard. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's what we were very fortunate. I have a young, uh, she's healthy enough where she was all right. And yeah, it was just a fucking shit show dealing with the, with, with the school and the, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of rules now and it's, you know, they're strict and you have to adhere to them. And yeah. Yeah. My kids go to a really awesome private school and, um, <laughs> so awesome, so awesome. You know, and they're very careful. So because of this COVID thing, we had to take extra precautions more so than what the county was asking us for. And so that was that was the challenging part. But right. so that's my update. But we're all good now. We're all in the clear. Yeah. So whew, that was a that was an interesting, scary one at first until I yeah. realized that. Yeah, I realized everything's going to be OK. <laughs> yeah. And you really had to switch around your life too, like taking all your clients online, right? I did. Yeah. yeah. Fortunately, my clients were very understanding. So, you know, I still got to work from home thanks to Zoom. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So it was still OK. Yeah. But yeah, it's still, you know, that was like two weeks ago at the most. And I'm still just now maybe landing. I don't know. I don't know. I still feel kind of discombobulated a little bit right i don't know because what's that ten, a week and a half of being at home with my kids quarantine <laughs> <laughs> holy shit <laughs> yeah and that was your first time quarantining right that was the first time yeah first time it ever hit us like that so it was a uh, yeah oh my gosh i could only imagine those people that lived in new york and had to like totally quarantine when this whole thing shut down <gasps> well we had to do that in hawaii what are you talking about well, yeah, but it was so much more lax, I think. It wasn't like that as much. And we were able to I leave our house. I think the only difference between us and New York is that New York, you're just so much more, you know, 
confined to right. in a smaller space. Like we had, yeah, I mean, we had a lot of things where I guess you could go outside, but also yeah. not really. Remember the beaches were closed? Yeah, but you could still surf. Oh, that's true. So I guess, yeah, yeah there was more. You're right. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, as long as you weren't sitting on the beach, you were allowed to go out, right? right so that's I true. was always out in the water. That's how I got much better at surfing. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, nice. So that's my update. Okay. And so, yeah, so she had her COVID scare. I did. And then almost like right when yours was ending, Mm -hmm. I started this whole saga. Um, Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to think to make it a short story, but like I also want to share some things about it because I know that there's people who've had situations like this and it's scary. Um, So basically, I woke up after Thanksgiving with like a stomach ache and I didn't really know what it was. And it turned into like you know, I kind of ignored it for a day a little bit, but I knew I was sick. Like we were supposed to do the podcast that night actually. And Mm -hmm. I told you, I was like, no, I I feel like I'm getting a tummy ache. I'm not going to do anything. Um, so it got worse on Saturday, just this horrible, horrible pain, like worse than a childbirth kind of pain. Like there was times when I was like screaming at the top of my lungs about like how, how much pain I was in. And, um, and I, you know, I just didn't know what, like, I didn't know what on earth, like, was causing it. So it was, you know, it was scary. And I went to urgent care. They checked me out. Um, you know, it's kind of funny because it was, like, a lot, like, they're like, oh, is it worth worse when you're going to the bathroom? And I'm like, I guess. And so they were like, you must have a hemorrhoid. And I was like, I don't think so. So I was joking with Joe. I'm like, I ended up in this whole, I got two rectal exams. But <laughs> 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 we're pretty unnecessary in this experience. But anyway... It wasn't anything like that. So they really didn't know and they just sent me home and that was Sunday. And then Monday, I'm even, I'm even in more like searing pain and um, ended up going to the emergency room. She did. And, um, same thing at the emergency room where they just totally were not able to identify what it was. And I know I recognize in both places, they just want to like clear you and get you out of there at an urgent care and emergency room. But there was really no like um, help or anything like, oh, this is what you should do. This is where you should go. It was just kind of like, and, you know, like the... Urgent care was like, we don't really know. Find a real doctor. The emergency room was like, you're not dying enough for us to help you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, they're like, oh, well, want some blood tests. And if you're like really truthfully like almost going to die, then we'll give you a transfusion. I was like, well, that's not like what I want. You know what I mean? Like it just was so, it's, you know, this, I feel like this country with its way that the health system is set up is just a bunch of bullshit. And, um, you know, like with just trying to get the care that you actually need. And it was very frustrating. So I got referred to like a GI doctor, which I'm now seeing like a week away. Um, so I, I think, um, you know, and after that, I ended up seeing a naturopath. So basically, there's no resolution to it now other than I could have had a cyst that possibly burst or, you know, something is going on with my colon that needs to be figured out. Um, <coughs> so I'm like going and, you know, following up with doctors. So it's not really resolved, but the pain has subsided. So in a lot of ways, it's kind of freaky because I'm obviously scared that somehow this will just come back so I've been doing this whole like raw diet thing for the last week which has also been crazy because it's such a change for me actually right now is the first time this is my second drink but the first time I've drank in a week um so I made like this drastic diet change and you know it's still I don't know it's still being figured out so it it just scares me a little bit but something inside of me like intuitively was like I think I need to like reduce um or, or sorry detox from things that could be making me sick like maybe because there was a lot of things after Thanksgiving I was like maybe it's like I ate too much meat Mm -hmm. you know like it was a lot of stuff so I went on this I've been on this detox so I'm really trying to now drastically change my diet to like having basically staying at like a two-thirds raw situation so we'll see how that goes it's going to be challenging going to Chicago 
Um, well, you're definitely a lot better than you were a, a week ago. I was so definitely worried. No, I was scared too. Like I was in the amount of pain where I was crying. I was crying like all day long. Mm-hmm. I had really supportive people in my life, and I'm really thankful for that. Like uh, my boyfriend, even though he's not here, I talked to him like nonstop. He really had my back. I just cried basically. <laughs> I had another person who like helped um, pick up my daughter and bring me groceries, and like you came by and helped me. Like it was just like. A lot, but I've never been to the pace where I'm so humbled that I'm, like, actually crying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a crier, and I was really in, like, deep pain. And so it feels great to be hopefully out of that. It's a little uncertain since I don't actually know the cause yet. But I think at this point, I'm I'm happy to just be out of that. So, like, I, that's what I'm focused on, not, like, oh, my God, is this going to be, like, some sort of horrible problem later? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I found out, too, out of this, when I got an ultrasound, they looked at my ovaries <laughs> And the guy, like, I don't know, men, bedside manner, to work on it, um, you know, was like, oh, yeah, you still got some active follicles. Like, I was like, okay, so you can still have babies. That's yeah, you're not too old. You're not, not too old. old, but I'm on the cusp. I'm on the cusp, guys. Um, but I don't know. So that's where I'm at with that. Um, that's why we didn't follow up with, I guess, the podcast after that, because that would have been, that was only last Friday, though. Yeah. So it's like been, one it's week. Been, has it been? Okay. Maybe two. No, we went, it was no, we two because one two. for COVID and then one for my episode. So we missed two. So um, we're back. Yeah, we're back. And I feel like that's for me, that's why I'm so excited that we're doing this gratitude kind of focused um, podcast. And we're going to try really hard not to make it too like mushy and gushy and boring and like all sweet because we're not all sweet mm-hmm. all the time. Um, but I think coming out of that for me, I definitely feel like I have a lot of things that I'm grateful for and I'm excited about our topic. Yay! Me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> okay. So our topic is gratitude because mm-hmm. you know, again, this was, you know, we were planning on doing this before Thanksgiving and the shit show happened. Yeah. And now we're doing but because this is still the holidays, of course. Yay! Thank God. <laughs> you know, as M pointed out, it's all the holidays is it all about gratitude. Does it not to be Thanksgiving? It doesn't end. Thankfulness does not end after Thanksgiving. So here we are being grateful. I like to think about the holidays and I think gratitude before gluttony and before indulgence, right? Like be grateful for what you already have before you just go and overdo it with things that you're adding into your life when you don't need them. That's what I kind of think. Oh, I like so that. So I think it's like a good time to do it because it's right. Yeah, we didn't get to do it for Thanksgiving, but like heading right into this crazy likeness that's about to happen or is happening with the holiday season with like people going crazy, buying things for each other and like the pressure of like, oh my God, I need to like buy a gift for like, you know, everyone in my life all of a sudden, you know, like, and like all that and organizing for your families. Like, I think it's a good time to like be still and think, okay, like what, you know, what am I grateful for before that all right jumps off? Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know. So we started with our, I feel like I went on and on, but we started with like kind of health updates. So what about if we start with like my, maybe some gratitude about like health, body, mind, where we're at in this present time. Perfect. Okay, so I'll take that. So uh, in this present time, yeah, um, I'm just really grateful to have this physical body I have. You know, and I, in in that I'm healthy. You know, I get to go for my runs in the morning, and I get to surf whenever there's surf, and and I'm not in pain. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not limited to because my back hurts. I you know I can't. I don't have migraines. Uh, you know that I'm just I'm so grateful that I have such a very healthy body that I can enjoy this life you know my quality of life is awesome 
because yeah. of, because my body allows it to be, to be. Right. You know, so I'm really, really, really grateful for the vehicle that I have in this life. <laughs> and, oh, well, and, and my actual physical vehicle, <laughs> which is my Toyota Tacoma. Because, you know, <laughs> if you're from Hawaii, you got to have one. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah. Okay. So I just want to say, too, like, I, um, I was just watching a comedy show last night that made me laugh so hard, though. Um, I... I fucking forget who the person was. I'm sorry. I feel like on our podcast, we're always like quoting things and we're like, I don't know who said this, but it was really funny. But at our age, like, I think I would have never at 20 been like, I'm so grateful for this body to do this and that, right? Because you take it for granted. Right. Now in your 40s, like, for real, you can get hurt walking down the street. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you're fucking, you can be walking thinking you're all cute and your knee, like, bends the wrong way and you, like, fall. You know what I mean? Like, you can have some shit happen. You know, it's funny. You know? Yeah, because I didn't, yeah, you're right. I didn't realize I didn't say, oh, I'm so grateful because I look this way or that way. It's like, no. No, it's like, so you can function. Fuck, yeah. Because also, the funny thing is, if you were, if, okay, if we were, like, 25 right now and I show up and I have like my fucking face smashed and some like cast or something like you're gonna assume I'm 26 I got in an accident right right like oh what happened and I'm gonna have a story like you won't believe it I was in a taxi accident whatever but at this age like I can have a cast and I could be like uh I was walking (laughs) (laughs) I was buttoning my shirt (laughs) (laughs) like there's a lot of shit that can go wrong as I'm learning too so I feel like um that's a good I mean yeah it's just kind of funny but true and no seriously yeah seriously like it's so crazy like I'm so sappy where I I wake up in the morning I wake up really early and I try and run like super early I I run really really early 5 a.m or something right I do yeah Yeah. I'm running I'm on in my neighborhood it's a really nice neighborhood to run in um but like 5 45 in the morning I'm running and I every time I'm running I'm like oh my god I'm so grateful for my body I'm just like really just thinking that I can do that and um yeah, and you know, there's like a, a group of us that end up meeting together. We don't talk, but we just wave at each other because it's always the same group of five people, <laughs> like right. running and walking at five in the morning. Yeah, so, even this morning, and it started raining, but we were still out there. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, just so grateful that I can do that. You know, and then during this quarantine, actually, I was still able to do that because I never tested positive. For COVID. Right. Yay. So because I never tested positive, I actually never, I, I actually didn't have to quarantine by, by Maui County law. Right. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I still ran in the mornings and did that whole thing. But I don't know. I felt, you know, I could see how if I couldn't run in the morning, I would, oh my God, life would suck. Yeah. I would be so unhappy. My runs in the morning is almost, it's right up there with my surfing. Like, because mm-hmm. I don't get to surf every day. But I can run every day if I need to. Right. If I want to, you know. So, uh, yeah, I'm just so grateful that I have a body that allows me to do these activities that bring me joy. Right. Yeah, so that's, that's gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. Right. How about you? Um, I mean, I, I feel like the same way. And I, I just think especially after the experience that I just had, um, I'm really just, like you said about happy to not be in pain. I'm, I'm super happy to not be in pain. That was like, I was totally unfunctional. Like I couldn't do anything. It was hard for me to take care of the two dogs that I have, let alone to anybody else. You know, I really had to rely on somebody to help me. So I'm so grateful to not be in that cir- circumstance. Sorry. <laughs> We're over at Studio A, which is also turned to the jungle with these two dogs. Um, and one almost fell over. But so... I'm also feeling like after going through this, it's given me some stability in my mind of some things that I feel a little bit better about. 
um, like I feel like more secure and stable. I think like after going through some shit, it's like, you know, you go through the storm and now it's like the calm, not necessarily the calm Mm -hmm. before the storm, but there's like some calmness after shifting through some chaos in my mind. So I'm feeling stable. And I guess like also having this experience, it really kind of helped me figure out like who is my support system? Like I don't spend a lot of time thinking about that. And then shit happens. You're like, who am I going to call to like pick up my child to help me, you know? And my daughter helped me too. Like, Mm -hmm. she really, like, came, like, she wanted to be there. I felt bad. Like, one night I was really sick, and I sent her to her dad's, and she didn't want to go. But she really wanted to be there. And I was in my head thinking it would be harder for me to take care of her, so I wanted her to go to her dad's. When she came back, she was like, Mom, what can I do? And she, like, helped all around the house. She totally, you know, took care of me and was just so helpful. And I think that's actually, that's how I ended up getting better, I felt like. Mm-hmm. Like, I always feel like your physical body and your mental is, like, oh all my gosh. interconnected. It's all the same. Yes. And I had, yes. like, given... I was so sick when I went to the ER, and I was like, all right, I'm turning... I was trying to be optimistic on the way there, and I was like, I'm turning this over to the universe to, like, whatever it is. I was really scared. Like, I was like, maybe I have cancer. Maybe I have something really, really horrible, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm just going to turn this over to whatever it may be. And... But nothing really happened at the ER. Like, it still didn't really, you know, help. But when I got home and I had my daughter... Um, you know, helping to take care of me. And um, she did something with my boyfriend as well, where we got to watch a movie all together, even though he was on Facebook. Um, I felt like having the whole family together seriously helped me, you know, and made me feel like, okay, I've got this all, you know, I got this much love and support in my life because it was the next day that I felt better. Um, Yeah, absolutely. That mental peace, the emotional and mental is... it's vital. I mean, it just, our bodies will, it's just a representation of what's happening inside. Yeah. No, I, I I totally think that. And it was like, you know, it was an amazing experience to have. And then also just like, you know, it it definitely made me have a much more secure relationship with my daughter and a much more secure relationship with my man. Cause he was there. He was there for me the whole time, even though it was like from far away. You know, like he had to and sit the there time difference and with everything. the time difference, like he was like, "I'll talk to you, babe. Let's watch some movies. Like, let's try to do this." Like, he was really there for me. And I guess, like, you know, when you're dating someone, you don't know how things would go when shit goes wrong, right? You know, until you have a challenge and you see how that person is. And like, I felt so loved and taken care of. And the fact that he did that when he was so far away was like big for me. Because yes. I'm like, I can't imagine if he was here. That is huge. I would just like to say at this moment, I'm not feeling that grateful for my two dogs. <laughs> Right, right. Well, yeah, they're, they're, they were, they're, kind of being they're, they're loud. You can yeah. tell, again, unedited. Unedited, I'm trying to get them. Right? So we were talking about, see, the gratefulness with... Um, I was just, we were kind of doing the body and mind, but we have a lot of other subjects. Right. Cover, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, you know, you know, I want to add the body and mind. I'm grateful for my, uh, I, I've said this before, I'm grateful that I found my spiritual path. Oh, yeah, and you're, yeah, and you're doing that now. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, this whole weekend, <clears throat> I'm doing, uh, we do a weekend um, every two months or three months, something like that, where we do um, days and days of just really exploring this, our spirituality. It's not a cult. <laughs> we don't have one leader that we follow. Anyway, I don't need to rationalize it all. No, but, you don't. Uh, you uh, to explain yourself to anybody. I am grateful for that spiritual peace because for me... Really, without my spirituality, I don't know if I would have... I don't know how I could have done this whole divorce thing. Which is, by the way, two years ago, exactly. 
What do you mean to the day? I mean oh, official, okay. like paper-wise. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Officially, I have been divorced like two years. Um, but anyway, but, you know, without my spiritual path, I don't know if I, will, I would be where I am now as not as suf- much suffering as I am. Right. You know, because I still struggle. I definitely still struggle with, with sadness and loneliness and figuring it all out or this and that. And But because of the spiritual path that I, I am on and have been on for, I don't know, eight years now? Nine years. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Since our first one. Oh, my <laughs> that God. That first That's scandal. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. So it's been, wait, wait, no. So, yeah, it's been almost 10 years that I've been on this path. No, nine years I've been on this path. And, uh, yeah, I think this is a huge part. I mean, if not the part of why my life is where it is right now. You know, the spiritual piece of me. And I wish for all of us to have some sort of spiritual path that allows us to see that we are beyond our ego and our minds and our trauma, you know. Because if we are stuck in what we think we are, we're just going to keep suffering. And I'm still in that. Not to say I'm not in that, but, but the path but that like I... working for the freedom to get away from that. Right? Yeah, yeah. There's a liberation to understanding that I'm more than what the fuck my mom, my mind. Ooh, talk about a Freudian slip. <laughs> what? I said mom. Oh, oh no! I didn't catch it. I, said, I, didn't catch it. I said, "Oh, I'm more than what my mom thinks I am." Like, oh my god! Oh, oh shit! Question. I didn't catch it. Oh my god! Okay, well, yeah, that's some more work. Yeah, <laughs> work to be done. I said mind. I meant consciously. What I meant was mind. <laughs> <laughs> I am more than my mind, which still keeps me in a loop, man. I still get fucking stuck in these amazing stories. My mind tells me how how my life should go and should be and. How I'm, all this stuff. So that anyway. should word, right? That's a dirty word. Yeah, I keep shitting myself. It's shitting. Shitting. <laughs> <laughs> I keep shitting myself. I keep shitting myself and fuck, do I feel like shit. <laughs> you know? So anyways, the spiritual path allows me to be like, all right, there's a light. It's not the tunnel because I am the tunnel. <laughs> I am the light. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm a freaking snag now. <laughs> no, you're not. Snagged, by the way. Sexy new, new age, age girl. Or guy. <laughs> or guy. <laughs> Either one. I'm not- and guys, I just want to say, we have people who listen here on Maui. We have people who listen on the mainland. There is quite a hub of snags here. So if you are on the mainland currently oh. and want to find one, come to Maui. Oh, God. I am not a snag. <laughs> I'm not looking no. for a snag either. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm really thankful for my spiritual path that just keeps me on the path. On the path, staying clear. Yes, and then nice. yours. Um, should we pick a different category? Sure. I think we. I think I, I've shared as much as I can with health, body, and mind. Um, we'll go off your Freudian slip and go. With, ah! what, thankful. What are you thankful for with your family? You go. I was just speaking. Okay, I go first. Yes. Okay. Well, I feel like I kind of said a lot. Also, I I got to be honest. This experience of being sick was like very transformative to me so I don't know I feel even off tonight like getting back into the game with the podcast and all this stuff so you know I just am happy that through that experience I had my I I felt like a closer connection to my daughter and I think that's like the thing that brings me the most gratitude in life is like feeling connected to her getting closer to her right she's an adolescent she's my only child so it's like having a better relationship with her and I do feel like we're we're getting there and like that's really exciting to me and so um, I think that's, you know, of course I'm excited. I'm going to Chicago for a few weeks. I can't wait. 
um, you know, to see my family there. But I think my, you know, my immediate family, my personal immediate family is just me and my daughter. And right now I feel like we're doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's so great to be, a, you know, to to have our families. And so, like, during quarantine, my dad was the one that was coming over. And because, uh, you know, again, I still had to work, right? Mm-hmm. I was upstairs doing my Zoom sessions. And so somebody still had to watch the kids. So my dad would come over. And he was the one that was taking care of the kids. So I'm so grateful for my dad. And my mom would come over, too, to help out. And my auntie. And, oh, my gosh. I have such amazing family. And, you know, and my brother would, would FaceTime. So that was awesome to just, even though he's not here. Yeah. We would just FaceTime. Um, family. You know, Ohana. Yeah. It's just, it's, that's all you have to say. It's Ohana, you know? Yeah. We're all blessed. I think every single one who's listening to this podcast, too, probably, you know, I'm, I think all have Ohana. I mean, we are. If you're listening, you are part of our Ohana. Yeah. Well, and also your Ohana can be what you make it. Right. And like, it doesn't have to be. I love that word because it definitely exactly. does not have to be your no. actual parent. If your parents are shitheads, it doesn't have to be them. No. You know what I mean? Like, or it doesn't have to be your brother or your sister. Like, it's, it's, it's you know, who you put in your own Ohana. So, I think that's a great word, and yeah. it's interesting to think about this holiday season, right? When you're ha- having to buy gifts for everyone, like who's your actual Hana? That's what I, you know, come down to too. Like I'm like, okay, who do I really need to, you know, want to get something special for? Like, and do something for? Like, you know, the people I'm closest to. Really, I'm not right. You right, know, right. Like, I guess that's what we're supposed to do with the holidays. Really, is you know, even though it's a lot of gifts and buying shit, it is supposed <laughs> to be like, I appreciate you. Here's a gift. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely, you know, it got crossed with, with fucking, uh, what is that? All of the commercializations and, you know, the way that we are with buying. And by the way, I love to buy. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know you do. I know. Emily knows this. I'm one of the biggest shoppers you will know. I mean, I love buying shit. I just love it. It brings <laughs> me so much joy to buy beautiful things. It just does. I don't know. It's yeah. A, I've always been that way. Yeah. <laughs> it won't ever go away. Well, I mean, who doesn't like that? Right. I'm not as dedicated to it as you. And I'm very I'm dedicated. Going, I've been going the opposite because during the pandemic, I bought so much shit. And I, so I'm trying to declutter things. So I'm being reluctant to buy things right now, like more than I ever have for a lot of reasons. Oh my but, gosh. This kind of goes into family on Ohana and the, what you're talking about. I just realized. So when I was in Chicago, I remember um, telling, um, I don't know if Em's um, boyfriend remembers this, but I was like, we were having a thing saying, I think it was kind of like a bet or something. And I was saying that I am a better gift giver than he is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. And so far you haven't because That's... I've never gotten a gift from him. Because <laughs> I am. I love giving gifts because I love buying, right? Mm-hmm. So if, you, if you're ever stumped about what to buy something, you have to find somebody in your life that loves to buy shit. Because then they just know, you know, it's this thing. We just find so much joy in buying. We kind of connect it all. It's like, it's, it's, like, it's, an, art, it's an art form. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I, know, I agree. Because, I, okay, I, I know we're segueing, but I kind of like when we segue. No, it's Ohana and family. This yeah. is all the same. But we're getting a little off track, but I love this because it is hard to find gifts for people, mm-hmm. right? And I think, like, you, I am not, like, you know, I'm not, I'm somewhat on a budget sometimes. So I'm like, I don't want to, like, spend a ridiculous amount of money. you got to try to, like, yeah. figure out this balance. Yeah, I want to spend this much but not be, seem cheap and, you know, or, like, whatever and figure all these things out. And, like, I have no, yeah, to have somebody who knows, has good ideas, oh, my God, that's, I'm going to hit you up. We don't need to go through this now, but I need some advice on some ideas to get 
Oh, yeah. No, I'm awesome at that yeah. stuff. Like, and I buy ahead of time, too. Yeah. Like, I, I buy months ahead. Well, <laughs> well it's better. <laughs> I like that, too, because it's better to be, like, organized and have your shit. And so you're like, okay. You know, when you see something that, like, oh, this person would love it. Like, better to get it then. Right. Because I do hate when... I think what I don't love about shopping is the pressure. And then you're like, fuck, now I have to go find something for so-and-so. <laughs> and you end up with, like, weird-ass shit. You know what I do? You know what I mean? You're like, like, okay, this is what I'm giving you. <laughs> this is part of being such a good buyer of shit is um, whenever it's on sale, I have my certain websites that I do that I, I, I just buy it because I know I'm going to find somebody later on that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give it to. Yeah. So I'm always kind of ready for a birthday or some random occasion that I forgot. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Oh, I do that with re-gifts. Oh, well, re-gifts are... No. I know, I, I admitted it last year too. I'm a re-gifter. Like when I get stuff... Well, I'm okay, but this is why. I'm a teacher and I get... I'm sorry. I don't want to dissuade anyone from giving up gifts to their teacher. It's absolutely 100% appreciated. <laughs> yeah, I don't care what you give me. Like, give me some hand lotion. That's great. I, it makes me feel, hey, you and your family thought for a minute to say thank you. That's all I need. It's great. But do I actually want some crappy-ass scented hand lotion that, like, you know, smells like cotton candy or something? No. So I have, like, a big pile of stuff that I can re-gift that's like that. There you go. Yeah. Then you have that. Then I have that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. The whole thing and it is, doesn't mean I don't love you if I give you a re-gift. It just means that I don't love you enough to want to spend my own money on you. <laughs> or think about you ahead of time. <laughs> I still like you, though. <laughs> well, that's the thing with Ohana. Even if you do do that, they're like, yeah, whatever, dude. Just give it to me. <laughs> Why would I re-gift something to some, like an Ohana? I'm talking about I you. have. <laughs> okay, I re-gifted something to my coworkers this year, for example. No, to remain nameless. To remain, well, no, I mean, yeah. But to my coworkers, because I was like... I, uh, you know, like, I, I do like my coworkers, but it's a pressure to, like, yeah. these people are present. And I'm like, and I don't want to fucking spend that much. And I found something, and I was like, That's this is perfect. It was, like, some journals that I had from perfect. the library. I was like, I'm giving everyone a journal done. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So I felt like it was thoughtful because their teachers in a journal makes sense. It wasn't yeah. dumb. Right. But, yeah, it was definitely. But, see, that's the thing, too, because, you know, I used to make jewelry for fun. I still, I, no, 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 no. I used to make jewelry and I would like sell them, but now I just make jewelry for fun. And so now I just make gifts. I make gifts, you know, and I'm, I'm, I love it so much. I enjoy it. It's like this, yeah. And I think that ba- back to the topic of family and ohana, you know, <laughs> when it comes to giving gifts to, the, to my ohana, I, who I consider my ohana, giving is the same as receiving. You know, that's what love is all about, right? When I give it to you, I love it so much that I didn't even realize I gave it to you. It was kind of like I received it. It's a really good feeling to give somebody a gift that you think they'll love. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. So that's a family piece of gratitude for our families. Yes. Um, okay, well, that I feel like we're actually, it's so funny. We put these lists together sometimes with ideas and then sometimes it flows. So since we're talking about gifting and buying shit, I think we could be grateful for some financial opportunities or work or whatever. That was totally. kind of one of our topics. Yeah. You want me to start? or you? Yeah, go for it. Okay. I, well, I just want to say too, I'm, I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to tie everything back to this week of sickness, but like now working for the state and working the job I work at, it was actually like, um, I really, I, I said before, I really love my job and I appreciate my coworkers. I'm, I'm really loving it. So that's just on its own grateful. I was very grateful this week that I was okay to take a week off with doing, you know, some things that they were supportive and kind. At every other school I've worked at, especially private school, when you try to take time off, there's a lot of shit that they give you about it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
like, but you know, this wasn't right. Or they just make you feel really bad. And I did not, I was in no place nor did I need to feel bad about the week I took off. Like I don't feel, I, yeah, it was I mean, serious. of course I miss my students and of course for the students it'd be better if I'm there. But if I'm too sick to be there, I shouldn't feel guilty that I should be there. And this is the first time I've had a job in a while that didn't have that element to it. Mm-hmm. it, it like I, you know, the jobs I had in the past, there was a big element of trying to make somebody feel bad. In, the, in these two schools I worked at before. It was mm-hmm. like, it, with both leadership there, it was like, oh, you're not, you know, in different ways, trying to trying to make you feel like you should. There's a lot of should in those schools. You should be doing this. Shitting you should on be you. blah, blah, blah. You, they were shitting all over me. shitting all over the place. And I felt like this week I didn't feel any should. I didn't feel, nobody made me feel like I nice. should have been there. Not at all. And, you know, I totally disconnected. I literally was like, I'm not coming in here. You know, did the things. So, like, as a teacher, you got to do subplans. I didn't just, like, totally peace out. But, like, that was a big relief to me. And I don't feel like when I go back, I'm going to get shitted all over either. Aww. You know what I mean? So I'm incredibly, like, grateful for that. Um, yeah, just, like, that's my work thing. I have a financial thing, but I could, I don't know. Why don't you do your My financial thing? Or whatever you want, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm so grateful that, you know, as a single mom, I have managed to flourish amazingly enough. You know, after the divorce, I am much more flourishing than I was while I was married. Why do you think that is? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's crazy. You know, where I, you know, I'm again, not, not bragging. I just, you know, I'm so grateful that I get to be with Emily in Chicago. Woohoo! For New Year's. And we might do a podcast from Chicago with a panel. We are doing a panel in Chicago. We're hoping. We're hoping. We can't promise, but I think we might have a we're panel. We're doing it. We're doing it. And it's going to be so fun. It's going to be awesome. Oh, my God. We should have a video of it, too. We're going to well, do Well, yeah. We'll do, like, a little video, we and then do we'll both. do... Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, I'm so grateful that I'm able to go to Chicago, as go back again. You know, like, in the past, I couldn't have gone to Chicago, what, twice in... Two months, right. <laughs> you know, I'm going back, you know, and this time I'm going to go and, and, you know, just be, be by myself ish, you know, with, with Emily there. Of well, not really by yourself. Not well, you're by getting myself. your own place, but you're not like going to be alone. No, but I mean, to be able to leave Maui and not have to like, you know, um, tell my boss I have to leave and like, you know, have, I, I would have back in the day, I would have anxiety attacks about, oh no, I can't miss work and like what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of pressure like working. Yeah. For you know, and you know, so I'm so beyond grateful that I'm able to have my lifestyle. Um, yeah. Because it, with my diamond approach to spiritual path that I do, which has led to this uh, career that I have, that now provides me this lifestyle that is amazing and because and I have a body that can that is my vehicle to having all the fun that was provided because of what I just listed you know (laughs) it's all tied in together you know and because of the light yeah lifestyle wise gosh you know again I mean I'm just I can't even I don't even have any words that's how grateful I am that I am a therapist and, right. and I don't, you know, financially, but professionally and the connection that I have with people, you know, every day I feel that, you know, not that I need to matter, but I feel it, you know, it's just, yeah, I, ma- I matter, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the best way possible. It's not an ego thing of like, I am living this life and it feels valuable because I know I'm adding to something good in the world. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I may not be remembered. I'm not going to have a freaking like a plaque or what is that? The statue in the center of Maui. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to have that, you know, but you know, I, I, I make a difference in people's lives and they make a difference in mine. You know, it's so, I'm really so grateful to be connected to so many people for so many years. Like my clients, you know, that I've had for years, we're very connected with each other. We appreciate each other. And so, you know, though I might complain about certain things with, oh, I don't have a boyfriend, this and that, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, you know, I have so much more connections than, than not. I really, I'm, I'm, I'm not at all disconnected. I just sometimes like to feel sorry for myself because that's how I grew up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think everybody deserves, like, it's fine to feel sorry for yourself and to feel like self-pity sometimes. You know yeah, what I, mean? I like to indulge that part of myself every now and then. And then I just <laughs> eat a Snickers bar, which is what I'm eating now, but I am not feeling sorry for myself. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I'm so grateful that I can go visit Emily. Yay, I Be- can't wait. Because I have a career that allows me to do that. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Same for me with teaching, with getting the time off that I have. Well, I um, know. Awesome. Yeah. yeah and so I had a Snickers bar in my mouth. <laughs> as we've talked about before, Joe thinks it's okay to eat during our podcast. I do not. <laughs> we have said this before. <laughs> I'm Filipino. We eat all the time. Yeah. <laughs> she has snacks all over the place. I'm like, nope, I will not eat during the podcast. <laughs> um, okay, I just want to piggyback on what you said about... Um, the financial aspect too, just because I, I don't even want to get into this big this this big part of it so much, but um, I've gotten an opportunity to possibly buy a place in Chicago. Yay! And I'm like, yeah, that is like beyond the, well, I don't know how people are like, I love you to the moon and back type of feeling. It feels like unbelievable to me that I might be able to do this financially. And um, I'm so looking forward to that. And Me too. Yeah. I would love okay. to get in on that. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. Of course, we yeah. would do it together. So we do. Yeah. We'll keep you guys posted. Yeah, Emily and I are. Then we'll have like Studio D. Yeah, but I feel like that really would have to be Studio C. Yeah, we're actually Studio be, Chicago. We're gonna be looking at what? It would have to, like because we have like ABC, right? Like Chicago it would have to be Studio C. But we'll be looking at two flats. Yeah, we could have Studio Shy. Oh, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> All I know is don't get it in the south side. <laughs> Might be risky. Or a really good investment. Who knows? Yeah. How <laughs> do you feel about gentrification? We'll be 10 years ahead. And the treatment of people of oh, lower income. Terrible. But, okay. Moving on. All right. Yeah. So, so, yeah, we're grateful to have this financial stability, um, stability to yeah. be able to do what we do and be able to be off for two weeks yeah. And be with our families and friends for the holidays. Mm-hmm. All and right. Um, I think so we have, like, two little ones. I think our timing is working out pretty well. And, like, we kind of covered these two. I think this one – so this one's the last one. I'll tell you about that one in a second. But, like, just – I think we did – like, lifestyle we've kind of touched on. We've already said I don't really have anything – I don't know. I was, like, lifestyle, gratitude for, like, the way that we are right now. Right, right, but Kind right. of – we already did the components. I don't know. Do you have anything about that that you want to say? Um, I know what I can even add for lifestyle. I'm really grateful to be an American. Oh, yeah. You know what? I was telling uh, Big D, like, a little bit about you. He was asking me. He was very inquisitive the other day. It's really nice, you know, when you're having oh. conversations, asking a lot of questions about your, like, up, like kind of upbringing and stuff. And mm. I was th- So I was thinking about you when I was explaining it to him. I was like, oh, yeah. Like, that's a big thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, being an immigrant, born and raised in the Philippines during the Marcos era, which is basically a dictatorship, right? You know, and it's hard for... And I, 
I mean, I was young, but I felt the energy of, of the Philippines, of how it was, of how suppressed the whole nation was. And I think, you know, doing the spiritual path that I do, we, we really under, um, I get to learn about the subtleties of how we grow up. And that's a big deal. Like, you right. know, feeling the entire country be so suppressed and repressed by this one family. Right. I yeah. mean, it was intense. You know, as good as it was for me, I mean, nobody that I knew was tortured. But I know knew of people, you know, but I don't know. It, it was in the air. Right. So now as, as an American, uh, and I did not marry to get my green card. <laughs> I don't know why I had to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, people, just so you know. Yeah, FYI, I am not a 90-day fiancé. <laughs> no, dude, so I, that's how I feel when I drive to pick up my daughter at her school. I want to put a bumper sticker that says, not on financial aid. Oh! <laughs> Fingers. Yeah, well, just because I, no, because I'm driving my Honda Fit. Yeah, and everybody got a fucking Tesla. And I feel like everyone's like, oh, look, it's one of our, oh, it's probably one of those people we donate money oh, to. Oh, I bet they pay $200 yeah. a month. Good for them. Yeah, oh, look, honey, our money went somewhere good. I just want to put a bumper sticker that's not on financial aid. Yeah, I didn't think about the middle fingers. Not on financial aid. Back the fuck up. <laughs> Don't think this Honda Fit can't handle itself. <laughs> I'm just smart with my money, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> and I got a really good credit score. <laughs> oh, God, credit scores. Yeah, oh God, let's not even get there. <laughs> but no, I'm really grateful to be an American, you know. Um, yeah, I've been an American, I don't know, since I was like six years old. <laughs> yeah, it's a long story. I'm not going to get into it now. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm just so grateful. So this is why, you know, when I see shit on TV, uh, uh, I, I see it differently. I see it differently, and I just kind of have to shake my head and keep my mouth shut because it's hard to explain until you really you come from a different place, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So I'm grateful to be an American. Was there a song that says that? I'm Con- proud to, to be, be an American. <laughs> yeah, and it's also like a truck commercial. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Dutch Ram commercial. So it's not an actual song? No, it is. I oh, think it's, no, I feel bad. I Okay, once again, we're going to fucking put our foot in our mouth or whatever on this podcast. Like, I think it's a very famous song, but See, I'm not super in the country. Like, neither and of us. you aren't either. No, I don't live in the country. No, there is a song like, proud to be an American and <laughs> At least I know I'm free. free. Yeah, that's a song. I'm sorry, whoever we're offending that's a country music fan. Uh, maybe you can let us know. But let but us know. I feel like it's like Kenny Maybe that's Jesse the name of the something. song, is Proud to Be Hilarious. <laughs> that's the name of the song. <laughs> what else would it be called? Oh, no. It's not going to have like, like a weird innuendo like meaning. <laughs> it's called spaghetti. Oh. But... <laughs> S-P-H-E, I don't know. Oh my God. Oh, right. So I don't know. I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> Okay, um, one last thing and then we're going to play a game. I don't know why I made because you were like, I'm so thankful for my car. Yes, like, my Toyota Tacoma, 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 not American. Not American, not American. <laughs> but well, in Hawaii. you don't have to listen to that song in your car. <laughs> no, but in Hawaii. I feel like I have one of those other cars, like the Dodge Ram, like every time I turn it on, Dude. it would have to go, proud to be an American. American. <laughs> I'm driving. <laughs> oh, shit. Anyways, back to what we're talking okay, about. Okay, so I was just gonna say, okay, even though we said we're we are being we are we, we're just being grateful here, but there is a point too of being grateful for some materialistic things. So what yes. would you say is like your favorite one, two, three materialistic things that you're like, fuck yeah, I'm so glad I have this Toyota Tacoma. I know. Well, what are your other oh, two? My Louis Vuitton purses. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anything else? 
Um, that's mm, those are like much, the main ones. That's it. Those those are it right there. See, see, aren't I special? Aren't I? I have them. There you go. <laughs> that, I'm the shit now. I'm a boss bitch. Apparently, I'm a boss bitch. Boss bitch with your <laughs> shit. That's awesome. How about you? Um. I, well, I feel like my like seriously like are like that like okay my house because it's like my also of center course. of finances for me with my rentals. Sure, let me add like, that to mine. That's like my, my other house. way of getting yeah. another house. So yeah, I feel like totally. that is my biggest materialistic, like thank God for this just this structure sitting and being here and this like these walls have done a lot for me in my life. So yes. probably that is my main thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Everything else I'm like, sure. I'm, I'm sure there's some, <laughs> this is why I say don't eat during the podcast. See? <laughs> I'm totally I know you're not burping because of that, but I'm going to give you shit. I, I burped. I burped. Yeah. We and need to work on our professionalism. No, it's an unscripted, unedited. No, agreed. Burps anyway, and farts and all. I, don't, I haven't farted yet. <laughs> Just burped because I was eating and drinking. Shouldn't have done that. Um, so Emily's grateful for her home. I think that's my bi- like. If I'm just like purely materialistic, I think that's truthfully my biggest thing. I mean, of course, I'm grateful like my car because it gets me to point A. Your Honda Fit. My Honda Fit. I can't believe my Honda Fit. Um, but I think that how like the house is probably. Yeah. I have I have other like small things. That's too, you huge. know. But I think that's my biggest like just straight up yeah, financial you, materialistic thing that I'm like. You yes. are part of paradise, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. So and I, I got lucky the way that I got that, like, was able to buy at the right time, like just a lot right. of stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, same over here. It was literally like six months before this craziness happened. Is when yeah. I bought. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I bought in 2019, and then the Did crazy. You really. 2019. You got really lucky. I got. Holy I shit. got right in right when the door was closing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I got right at the end of 2012, so like there was a horrible recession when everything was down, and right. I got, it was starting to go up, and I got up right before it got too crazy. Yeah, it's all, timing is everything, right? Yeah, because after I bought is when everything started going up. It was crazy. Yeah, cool. and that was crazy. Yeah, that there's no way crazy. we can. Yeah, this is why M and I, well, M leading the way is looking for a place in Chicago because there's no way I could buy a second home here right now. Oh, fuck no. no. Even if we put all of our resources together God, no. to try to buy another home, you and I together, yeah. Like, I mean, there's no way. Yeah, at least in Chicago, we have a slight chance. Yeah, oh my God, the prices are so different. Yay. Okay. okay all right, should so we move on to our game? A game. Okay. Okay. So our game is we're going to find a way to be grateful for things that normally would be quite challenging. Oh, God. Okay. I don't know if mine are quite challenging, but I came up with some scenarios. Okay. I will So ask. you should start. So I'm going to, you know, say a couple of topics or one, and then Em has to say how she can be grateful for that. Okay. And she, I'll give you the easy one. We'll start with the easy one. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Slow drivers in a fast lane. We talked about this one. Yeah. Well, there you go. You got it. Okay. Um, okay. So this is what I do now when this happens to me. I actually do this. How can you be grateful so for them? No, this is, this is how I'm going to show you. Mm. So... This happens to me so much, and, like, it is irritating. I think, okay, right now I have to be still. Okay, right now I need to breathe. 
right now I'm going to breathe. So that's what I do. I take big, deep breaths. Oh, you become, you go into mindfulness. Can, yeah, because there's nothing you can really do. Like, I mean, obviously you're talking about when you're trapped behind someone. Because clearly if they're just slow and you could go around. Oh, yeah, no, trapped. But when you're trapped, which happens to me, the way that I come out of my house every day and the road that I have to take with the speed bumps. Yes. There's always some jerk that is, like, scared of speed bumps and driving 15 miles an hour. And you're stuck behind them. And, like, you have two choices. You can be an asshole and go around them. But then I'm like, I live in this neighborhood. Right. And people are going to be like, there's that bitch in the Honda Fit. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the financial aid bitch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chick on financial aid. She's real rude. <laughs> so, um, no, my big thing is like, okay, this is telling me I need to breathe. Even when I'm like late to work. Like, even if it's like that situation. Because there's nothing you can do. So I'm like, it's time to breathe. It's time to breathe. Okay. Um, okay. Mine are like more, really more, um, a little bit general. Okay. okay, but what? But you said you mentioned this in the podcast, so I wrote it down real fast because sure. you didn't follow up on it. You were like, "Oh, sometimes something about being like you were like, oh, but I don't have a boyfriend." So, what's grateful about being single? Because I know there's good things about being single. Um, I get to go to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> possibly have pass. Possibly have some amazing sex with some random dude who's not an axe murderer. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say like I just thought about this, but like. SOD, like sex on demand. You know what I mean? Dick on demand. But it's not really that. I guess that's, but anyway. Okay, sorry. I'm going to. So nice. Yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's it. Yeah, yeah. With, with the big dick energy. Big dick energy. Yes. Yeah, you get to stick it out and it's exciting. I know. I could just like, flirt. What can I find? I could just flirt and like, huh? And like, no, I don't have to worry about anybody yeah. getting upset and shit. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Okay. My turn. Yeah. Okay. X's. Um, oh my God. Oh, this is easy for me. I have learned something from every single person I've dated, even if it's a shitty message, uh-huh. like, or like, even if they've been terrible and toxic, even if it's just simply learning, I'm so fucking glad I'm not with you anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry. That's something to be grateful for. And that's my current situation. That's, I guess not my most recent ex, but like the one that matters most to me was my baby daddy. Right. Right. Like, sorry, I don't need to sugar. I he's, he's a, he's a piece of. Work. work. <laughs> piece of work. He's a piece of work. And he's very hard for me to be grateful for. So mostly I'm just so grateful that I am not... I am, I'm stuck with him in this... I would, for he us, is, we are not co-parenting. I would say I'm stuck with him in a... He is your biggest something. spiritual leader. Yeah. But no, but he makes me go, I am so grateful I am not with yeah. you. I am so grateful I don't have to do anything with about mm-hmm. you. And actually, like, he's been the biggest lesson in my life of stepping away and getting my own control. He, he like, kind of would like to be, like, a threatening type of personality and, um, you know, like, try to control things by being mean. And I, like, my biggest, like, mental gain in my life recently has to, like, not let him shake me. And just whatever happens, just know he doesn't matter. He's not reliable. He's not helpful. And it doesn't matter what he does. And just... And not let him have that power of me. That is like the hugest thing. So letting go. But not just letting go. Like he had power over me because he would scare me. He'd be like, mm. I'm going to do this with our daughter. Or, uh, you know, and he would yell and scream. He was like a big bully. Yes. And I would like totally cower. And like for a while, he's even telling my daughter, just do what he says. Let's just not, you know, not like mm-hmm. make waves. Like let's just be agreeable and stuff like that. And now I just learned, you don't fucking matter. Like I don't need to worry about what you think. I don't need to like. 
be worried about this. You know what I mean? I, I feel it's, it, this comes with a lot of guilt because my daughter is still stuck with him, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm, I'm not, and it gives me more power to, and I give her some tools. Right. Well, you're modeling for, for her what it can look yeah. like. And I'm yeah. like, he's what he is and he's the shit show that he is. Right. And like, we don't, I don't need to like stress about that anymore. I can literally choose to just be like, he's doing his whatever and I'm doing my thing. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, so I've learned a shit ton from him. Yay. I have mass gratitude. There you go. Yeah. Biggest mental lesson of my life, probably. <laughs> Emotional. Emotional, yeah. We're just getting mentally stronger. Okay. Um, what can you be grateful about? Um, let's see. Okay, you didn't... T- yeah, I thought you were going to totally cover this, and you didn't. So this is my second one. I'm going out of order. Um, the quarantine in your house. You didn't really say about what you were grateful for. Other than, of course, the kids weren't actually sick. Like, right. And they, I mean, or they were sick, but they were fine. Right. But wh- what, what came out of that fucking being Oh, my God. So, I know there's shit, and I can't believe you didn't talk about oh, it. Oh, right. Well, I got, like I said, I make jewelry, right? So I got everybody's gifts done. Woohoo! Teachers, friends, you guys. Are you going to give teachers jewelry? Yes. Good gift. They're amazing. Good choice. Wise choice there. Oh, yeah. No, no. My jewelry's <laughs> amazing. I use amazing pearls. Like te- See, I would, yes. Those like, are good gifts. Tahitian pearls. Like, it's awesome. Like, these yeah. teachers are going to be like, holy shit. I'm like, I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're going to love it. Yeah. They're, they're not going to think that my kids are on tuition assistance, but they are. <laughs> Sticker on your big ass Tacoma that says, actually on financial aid. <laughs> actually, in my Toyota Tacoma 21, 2021, bitches, I am on financial aid. <laughs> oh, well, no, we do need it. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. It's expensive for three kids. I got three kids in there. Yeah. So no, that, that makes a big difference. No, that's so. crazy. Yeah. But no, I got everybody their gift friends and family. So, Yay. you know. Our, our friend in Chicago, who I stayed with, gets to have a really nice... Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's going to love that. You know, I made her... Uh, it, it's going to be nice. I think she... I hope she likes it. She will. I, I know she will. Yeah, it's a matchy, matchy, matchy. Oh, wow. I know. Yeah, She deserves awesome. it. She's amazing. She's yeah. as beautiful as a black pearl. Maybe she'll be on our... Um... Panels. She will. She has to be. Yeah. Well, she's really our star guest, actually. And then, she is. Like, we might put a panel together. We're oh, kind she, of, she's, yeah. she's going to... Yeah. So thanks for asking. That that is what I, I'm so grateful for for quarantine because I got to finish all of the gifts. Okay. Nice. Oh, my turn. Yeah. Okay. So vegans. Am I? Well, now I am a vegan. So <laughs> what, you mean? what are you grateful for for vegans? <gasps> well, I mean, honestly, okay. So like, this has been fucked up for me to make this big transition in a week. So I'm not gonna lie. But I'm you're sure- not gonna. Be- Permanent. I'm not going to be, it's only going to be two thirds. And I'm sure I've been annoying tonight because I've been like talking about this and telling Joe about it all night. And she, you should, well, she told me a joke earlier on the week and I was like, I love it. Okay, do your joke. Okay. We'll right. do it together. You say the, you say the question, I'll say the answer. Okay, perfect. How do you know when someone's a vegan? They're going to tell you. <laughs> no, it's about, you don't have to worry about it. They'll, They'll tell you. you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so I've been that person that's like going on and on about this. But I can just tell you. Again, vegan. Vegan, yeah. But it's because right now I am trying to get my shit together. And I'm guessing now that other vegans do the same. Because they're probably trying to look. They're looking at you like fucking over there like eating a steak. And they're like, yeah, so this is what I'm doing. So I'm not eating cheese or anything. Because they're just trying to call their shit together probably. I don't know. I'm on a cheesecake factory eating all that meat and cheese. Yeah. Like they're like. They're like, my lifestyle is so good right now. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's what I feel. I feel like I have to just keep saying it. So I'm like, 
you know, trying to convince myself that it's great. Because let's be honest, I didn't just choose to be vegan out of the fucking, like, sky. Like, I wasn't like, oh, my God, I think I'll be vegan. Like, this came for health issues. It, it chose you. Yeah, it chose me. <laughs> so I'm stuck with it, and I'm trying to embrace it. All I can say is my week of doing it so far, though, my fucking skin is amazing. Yes. Like, for the week when I did, well, also, I wasn't drinking, so, but I'm, you know, it's it's other things, too. But, like, having that healthy lifestyle diet, one, I'm, like, not bloated, but um, two, also, <laughs> my skin, well, like, first time I haven't had dark circles in years, so there you go. No, it does work. Yeah. So I feel like... It's just you're no fun if you're vegan. No, I know. And I'm trying to be a fun <laughs> vegan, which might be like an oxymoron. Is that, I was going to say, is that yeah, going to happen? it's hard. And I've been telling her online, I'm like, don't worry, I won't ruin. Like, we'll still be able to go places. Tonight I did okay. I had fun. I had a fucking salad with no cheese. <laughs> Again, <laughs> vegan. <laughs> Whatever. But as long as you got to eat what you eat. I did. At least I, did, at least I wasn't like, okay, let's go to dinner, but we can only go to like down to earth. Or condescending about like, me eating my yeah, cheese. Let's go get some takeout from Mama and sit in your car. <laughs> okay um my turn now yeah okay now i've got a bunch of random ones um okay great what can you be grateful for um about oh i've got a two i'm like which one um for okay i'll do this one instead for flat water because you like to surf so much oh <laughs> <laughs> oh this is so hard <laughs> Oh, like like a lake? <laughs> yeah. Or like a pool? <laughs> what am I grateful for? Yeah. Well, I could be grateful that it's water. Okay. And I can swim in it, and I can feel the coldness on my skin. I'll dive in and swim under and just be part of the ocean still, even though there's no activity. It's okay. I can go with the calmness. I can, I can be in the calmness. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then for you. Anti-vaxxers. What am I grateful for about anti-vaxxers? I do have something. Okay, this is the thing. And I, I want to say this, like, carefully because um, I don't want to give too much credit for this. But there is a valid point in our country where people should be able to express how they feel about something. Right? That is the... We Part have the of right being of, American. Yeah, we have the right yeah. of free speech. So I can appreciate and show gratitude that anti-vaxxers are keeping that alive. Mm-hmm. Like they are going to keep, sure. they're going to keep saying their opinions and they're going to be loud and vocal about it. And you know what? I don't agree with them and I don't, I don't agree with them, mm-hmm. but keeping that spirit alive of protesting the government and say, and speaking out when you feel something is wrong is important. Yes. And it does keep a slight door open for other issues that could arise in the future that I would want to have a voice in. Nice. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm grateful for for the anti Yeah. I think we might have one more. Okay. Do you have one that you're burning to? Because I have a couple, like... Mm. I'll do one for you. Okay. Because you just did one. Um, okay, what could you be grateful for for a bad first date? Oh, fuck. Um, or a bad fuck. Which one would you rather... No, I want to change it. Can I change it now? Yeah, change it. How can you be grateful for bad sex? Oh, my God. Grateful for bad sex. This That's is much a, better. This is a frustrating question. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be grateful. How am I going to be grateful for for bad sex? Fucking wasting my time, wasting everything. This is fucked up. <laughs> Hold on. Those are, those are shit that I'm like, um, I'm grateful to for you to show me that abstinence is the key. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd rather just not get laid. That I have my womanizer. That's it. I'm grateful for that it makes me realize how much I love my womanizer. All right. <laughs> Yay. I feel like that's a good ending and we're almost out of time anyway. Okay. We haven't like pumped it to the wheels this far in a long time. We have like less than 60 seconds Right. Left. So yeah, uh, we'll be back next week and then we'll be in Chicago, huh? Yeah. Yay. Yeah. So Thanks. one, yeah, one more podcast on Molly and then we Is that right? Be, yeah. The third. Right. Then we have, yeah, because we won't do it the night before. Oh, we have one more. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to have a special one. Next week, then. We have good ideas. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So, thank you for listening. Check us out on our Instagram. Yeah. 40 Sexy Conversations. And we're grateful for you. We're Oh, yes. We are so grateful for you guys. Sorry. That should have come up earlier. We need to put our humble hats on. I'm grateful for the podcast. Thank oh! you for the podcast. And aloha. Aloha. Hi, I'm Emma. This is Joe. Welcome to 40 Sexy Overheard, an unedited and unscripted podcast. Yay! So we're super excited about tonight's episode. Um, This is going to actually be sort of a recap of 2021. And um, it's because it's our last episode of 2021 for us. Oh, boo-hoo. We will miss everybody for the next few weeks. But we will try to have another one, huh? Oh, that's right. We're going to have a Chicago Throwdown. A Chicago Special. We're going to have a Chicago Throwdown Special. Mm -hmm. But this is the wrap-up of our 2021 year. And um, so before we get into it, which I'm so excited about... um, I we're not even gonna do updates because kind of in a way the whole show is just like a checking in of the pulse points of each year. We're gonna go through each episode and talk about kind of the highlights and it's still if it's still relatable. Right. So like what, what brings up for us now? Yeah. Currently, like a year later. Yeah, because I feel like that's the crazy thing when you look at a year. In so many ways, you think, I think every day nothing's changing, nothing's changing, nothing's changing. But when you actually go back to a year ago and you're like, oh, this is what I'm doing. Like actually, you realize. To me, you're like, I do. Like, oh, a lot has actually changed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. In, in, as slow as COVID's been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're just going to go through our year. We're going to go through our year, yeah. Let's do it. Okay, I even feel bad throwing my small cane slam. But, yeah, M has... But I've been, like, adamant that I need no, to do this one small kind slam. We, we, we try and start off our show with some small kind slam or something. Something. So something. I got to do it, even though this has nothing to do with the whole rest of the year. Right. Just got to say this. I am trying... Like, I had a conversation with one of my renters the other day about how everyone in the world should have a job at some point in their life being a waitress. Agreed. Someone who's also in, like, retail. Mm-hmm. And someone Some, who is someone who has a trade, a service industry, right? Kind because of thing. I think with the trades, like you get really frustrated sometimes of like, why does something cost so much? And like you, to work in a trade, maybe you'd understand it better. Okay, but my small kind slam, and I think I might have said this before in our podcast, and it's sad, but this is true. There's a lot of people out there that like to take advantage of women when they have mm. a when they have a like a a, a skill like trade like carpentry or plumbing or mechanics and it's sad to me and it's kind of sickening like um so for example my car um wouldn't turn on the other day um and I couldn't go to work right because my my car wouldn't turn on I'm not a moron I got I got um jump started by my renter and you know the car started but there was smoke coming out so I was like oh no like this isn't good I'm not gonna drive somewhere with smoke coming out so like basically I'm over a barrel where I can't go to work and I can't take my kid to school and I'm trying to call people to come like help me with this problem and you know it's I miss the whole day of work because like I'm now a small island no one's quick 
So, like, I couldn't get anything early. And then eventually at, like, 3 p.m., I get somebody to come up. And it was just ridiculous. So, I need a new battery, which I know, actually. Because I'm, you know, um, a Honda Fit battery is about $65. And then they needed to bend something that was scraping against the battery, which took, like, five minutes. Um, and then it was $115 for labor. So, anyway, somehow this ended up being $400. Ooh. Yeah. And I was just like, it's just an, I'm sorry, but it's been a lot for me as a single parent who's done like a lot of revisions and fixing up to my home with getting ripped off and I'm over it. Like people say chivalry is dead. This makes, these industries make me feel like chivalry is extremely dead Yeah. because you're going to take advantage of a woman that has no other option. Like my car won't stop. I don't have the time to like shop around and be like, "Who's gonna offer me the best deal on this?" No, you know I'm, you know I'm stuck. So like, take advantage of a situation like that. I think you're a special breed of human would do that, and I don't think it's respectable. I think it's kind of disgusting, and um, I don't think you deserve like a lot of good things coming your way to do that. Yeah, that might be a big kind slam. <laughs> it's kind of deep. Right. I mean, I just don't know. Like, as a teacher, like, and you too as a therapist, like, we help people. We do. So we I think try. when people are in industries that specifically are trying to take advantage of people, I don't have patience, respect, or any sort of, like, goodwill towards that. I mm-hmm. mean, I appreciate that you came and fixed my car eventually, you know, like, eight hours later when it was broken and, like, eventually got there. But to take advantage of it, it just seems, it seems small, petty, and kind of disgusting. So, um, that's my small, yeah, small well, just, slam. Yeah, right. Taking advantage of It's to mechanics. Of and I, like, I haven't met an honest mechanic. If you listen to our show and you are an amazing mechanic, hit me up. Uh, hopefully you're honest. You'll get so much respect. <laughs> but, like, I have never found one. So, anyway, that's my small kind slam. <laughs> right. I, I don't really have one. I might, I'm, I'm sure I do if I could dig hard enough but <laughs> at the moment i don't we shouldn't have a small kind of for our show because we've got so much things to talk we about we do but i was like so pushy about she was awkwardly and, in here. yeah and was re-perturbed about this yeah. so i was like yes sometimes something comes and i'm like no i gotta say it right yeah, and yeah, i feel yeah, like yeah. people can relate to it because it is bullshit when you're in a trade that like can take advantage of people that are stuck yeah where's the humanity like that's not awesome Right, I mean, where's the compassion? Yeah, absolutely. At least, you know, pick who you're going to take advantage of rather than a single mom who's a teacher. Come on, man. Yeah, but they're like, oh, this is a girl. She doesn't know. And that's the fucked up part. It's like, literally, when I was calling about this, so many, like, guys I called, they're like, can't your husband just fix it? Can't your boyfriend just fix it? And I'm like, no, I'm single. They're like, oh. But not, like, in a nice way, like, oh, we want to help you. You know, they can't see what I look like. They're not like whether you're cute or anything like that. But just like, oh, no one can help you. Oh, let's go fucking take advantage of you. Right. But even that, it's like, you know, you have to be cute to get a certain advantages. There's just so much shit, you know. Not when you're calling from home. Yeah. So these are just pigs either way. They have no idea what I look like on the phone. Right. So like chivalry is dead. And what makes me think it's dead are people like mechanics. So I'll add on to that small kind slam. I was like, yeah, you know, it sucks because we do as women have to use what we have, you know, looks and humor and just fucking titties and shit, you know? I wasn't using looks, humors, or titties. I just want to be treated like a normal person. Well, but that's what I'm saying. A small kind slam is what we do. We do have to take use use those to our advantages. You know, if you're cute, you use that to your advantage. If you got titties, you fucking use that to your advantage. And that's a small kind slam. Like, in a perfect world, you know, where there is equality and fairness, which won't exist... I don't know if it's ever going to exist because in a human ego, it just doesn't exist anyway. 
you know, we have to use what we have. And as women, we have to use our titties. <laughs> oh, my God. We have different opinions on this subject. So, titties, like, titties and faces, Joe is going to use her titties. I'm just pissed. <laughs> I, I believe in equal rights for men no, and women. No, I believe in equal rights Not as well. But you can't have equal rights because people are so, people in general are but so But in this visual. situation, what I'm saying is that they are trying to specifically take advantage of women Absolute, on the phone. Absolutely. I fucking promise you. And you know what I should have done? Is my renter was like, do you want me to call for you? Because I think I could call for you and I think right? it would be better. And I was like, no, don't worry about it, Charles. Don't do it. I would love to do this on an episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. have him call and say, hey, my battery died how much are how much is it going to cost? And see right. what see what the mechanics would quote a man compared to what they quoted me. And actually, in my case, what was worse is they told me total bullshit. They were like, "It's one hundred fifteen dollars labor," and I was like, "Okay, is there like an extra fee with this, or is it just like one hundred fifteen dollars when you come up?" And the young so when they rolled up, it was like an older man and a young guy. The young guy probably didn't really know it was entirely going on, so he said one hundred fifteen no matter. And I was like kind of not really sure and the old guy was like oh there there was actually a 70 dollar fee for them rolling up there was my battery was apparently 170 dollars and you know it's just like no they took advantage of a woman yeah like that is what they did yeah it's it, it's and fucked that's up. bullshit it totally is and yeah we i don't know how the fuck you fix that system i don't know how you do either well i yeah. mean i think women should become mechanics yeah, that's your, you know it's that. like we already have vibrators if we become auto mechanics Dude. what the fuck are men gonna offer right we, we just they're the not bringing culture. shit to the plate if i can fix my own car and get myself off i don't need a man no it's all machinery i'm already fucking weed whacking my house i'm already mowing the lawn like i don't need men for much but like to take to, when people take advantage of a woman particularly that pisses me off and this pissed me off a lot yeah 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 no it's not okay Nope. So, fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we're starting our show. I know. Sorry, sorry, because I know our show is actually about, like, a lot of crazy positive things. Um, and so, basically, we're going to look through a year in our life of 2021. A year in reflection. Yeah, a year in reflection. So, I'm going to read some of our topics of 2021, and we're going to kind of check in about them And maybe, the maybe you the listener would like to check in with yourself on where you're at with it now towards the end of the year versus where you were in the beginning of the year. Yeah, exactly. You know, just be interactive. Yeah. <laughs> first topic. Okay, the first episode we did, January 22nd, January 22nd of what? 2021. That's the first one, and we literally were late, so we were like, we're back with a vision. We, in typical mom fashion, welcome in the new year three weeks late for the first episode of season three. We share a vision for 2021 as well as what 2020 taught us. Welcome to 2021. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So I'm like, reflect back. What do you remember about 2021? Wait, can I just say something? Go for it. We're in studio. Like, what do we call this when I get B. to sit outside and smoke? B, my house. Yours is B, but I think this was C. Oh. Oh, yeah, because outside. B is my bedroom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So C. I'm just saying, like, I'm having all the cigars for you guys while you're listening. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just... Trying to drink water. So, what well, the topic was 2021. Yeah, your vision for 2021. We had survived 2020 at that point, which was pretty fucking rough. Right. You know what's amazing is I went through my vision board. So, um, January 2021, I had the ladies come to my house. <clears throat> no, so December of 2020. Oh, was it December? Yeah. Well, it was before 2021. Oh, I don't even remember. Yeah. Anyways, 
So we had this whole vision board. Like we had like all these magazines and we did like a collage of what we expected 2021 to be or not expected. We were manifesting and mine all pretty much came true with like traveling and family and and traveling <laughs> as much as you know covid could allow us i i, I feel like i did quite a much a lot of traveling one thing that did not manifest yet is the romance piece but i'm totally fine with that because <laughs> i don't know i kind of like um we i don't know I've, I've come to a different place in the whole romance thing but yeah i, I so 2021 has been a a lot of traveling surprisingly and busy professionally for me um nothing too exciting otherwise i guess on the outside but internally spiritually there's been a lot of shit happening well and we were talking about the like romantic part too earlier at dinner um about like how to like it's it's you're i think you had a friend who said to you like joe you manifest everything in your life and it's so good so like why wouldn't you manifest a romantic relationship? And I was telling you, in, in my beliefs about, like, pagan and Wiccan philosophy, it's very hard to manifest a person. Yes. So I don't think it doesn't happen, but it takes longer. Yeah. You know? Um, so I think your things that you're manifesting now probably still will happen. But they're on, like, the slow burner. Where I think, like, manifesting material things, like a car and a house can be on the fast burner real fast like right real fast because they're all material right the material mm-hmm. stuff as long as you're, as you're as as long as you're sure and you do the hard work to achieve those material things it, it can happen um so that's what's happened for me fortunately and yeah when it involves another spirit actual spirit another human it's going to take a little bit more because there has to be a lot more in alignment of uh, there's still has to it's be it's way more that. complicated yeah i don't know what then that entails but yeah so romantically it's not quite hit what i put my my um my collage for 2021 was like all oh, this romance stuff and uh that's not happened but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> i've had a lot of exciting times with the ocean you know got kind of just really getting to know myself in a lot of ways um maturing maturation happening um yeah and again what is it now what date is it december what 13th 10th 10th not even close see i've got a few more days until the end of the year it can still happen (laughs) it can still happen in 2021 you know what i mean it can still happen you You know you never know we meet people all the time we do we do we have people all the time we meet amazing people all the time we do we really do like we yeah when you manifest good things, I feel like good people, like, come into your life easily. Well, I think it, it does. It matters, like, you know, if and, and, it, and not to sound like I'm a fucking hippie, you know, that there's anything wrong with hippies, but no hippies listen to us anyways. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we don't need to worry about losing that audience. <laughs> but I do believe in, like, not necessarily vibration, but, you know, what you put out there, you know, it's more like karma, you know. For me, I believe that karma is more of accumulation of your behavior you know it it takes it it has an energy because we are like the ocean you know the ocean has energy and it vibrates in a certain way and i don't mean it like woo woo kind of vibration but like you know if i carry myself at a certain kind of way that's the kind of people i'm gonna attract to myself and that's absolutely yeah and you know so far it's really come true you know since my divorce i've really you worked on a lot of, of my shit like healing my trauma and being uh, the person that I want to be versus my history 
who, you know, wanted me to be a certain way. So anyway, so I've, I've really been around more really amazing people since. Not that I wasn't around amazing people then, but now it's it feels more authentic and that kind of carries on with this relationship thing. And yeah, so romantically, I'm not quite where I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's part of the reason that it hasn't manifested because I'm not quite clear within myself as to what I really want with right. that. You know. And yeah, and for me, for back in a vision of 2021, I did the vision board, then I forgot about the vision board, then I kept trying to post the vision board, then I forgot about it even more. And then, so I'm like, I'm not really sure what my vision was at the beginning of 2021. <laughs> All I can say is that most likely it was like, get me the fuck out of 2020. You know, like I think everyone was feeling that. So we have recovered in some ways as a society, as people, like some things have gotten better, and that was probably my main focus, I would guess. So... Yeah, I don't know. 2021's been a pretty, like, more of, like, the <clears throat> second gear. You know, if you, if you know how to drive a stick, like, there's the first gear. I feel like after my divorce, I was, like, maybe parked. <laughs> I wasn't in any gear. And I slowly moved to first gear. And now I feel like I'm in second gear. I'm like, yeah, I'm actually grooving. You're I'm actually moving. grooving. You're actually going. I'm moving. Yeah, it is actually going somewhere. You know, and I, I am really hopeful. You know, again, I have a few more what 20 more days of 2021 and yeah 20 more days of 2021 see i'm i'm pearls i'm i'm so well, actually 21 days of 2021 <gasps> you know you 21 days of 2021 i'm seriously very hopeful and it doesn't have to happen like within the next 21 days i'll fall in love that's not what i mean but more like you know like it, something is gonna open up if it hasn't already or if it will i don't know who knows who knows what the hell is gonna happen I'm just, I'm a believer in the mis- mystery. Mystery of life. Yes. Okay, so our next episode after that one was January 30th. It was focused on fun in our 40s. And that one was about we focus on our fun in our 40s and the spontaneity that entails. The short interludes that we have that brighten our days and being in the moment even when dealing with serious issues. Right. So, I am um, again... Like, I mean, for the listeners, like, I don't know. I kind of want to turn it to you guys. Has it been, has it been fun in your 40s? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will. I will. I want to say something about this. Do it. Um, I don't know what I was thinking in January because I still feel like I was pretty, like, fucked up and a little heartbroken in January. Yeah. So, um, but the biggest thing is like I always think like when you put your intention out there it will come true and I think my intention and even saying that back then in January was like oh no it's time to have fun like when everything goes to shit like my relationship that I thought with someone that I was deeply in love with went to absolute shit yeah and that was really hurtful and hard for me to get over like I wasn't over it at that time but there was a part of me that obviously was like oh no just have fun well guess what like eventually later maybe six months later you know, I let go and I had fun and I found an amazing person in my life that I love dearly. And like that happened later, but I think like that letting go and just having fun, like also opens up a lot of really good channels in your life. If you can truthfully do that, if you can truthfully have a moment of like, yeah, this is just fun. And the end game is fun. Like there's nothing bad that comes out of that. I think usually. Yeah, I agree, but I feel like I'm the opposite end of, like, I think all of 2021, you know, I, I'm, I on the surface, I might have said I wanted to have fun, but I think, you know, realistically, I was, like, more serious about it. Only now, I feel, within the last couple of weeks, maybe, at the most, 
some things happened within myself where I can actually seriously say, yeah, no, no, fun. I get it. F-U-N, fun. <laughs> You're like, you know, I'm not taking life so seriously now. Um, yeah, and I, I totally get it. Like, but 2021 for me has not been fun, has been more of anything like, like serious, like goal oriented of like, I'm going to get shit done. I'm going to fucking get my, uh, my collage to happen, you know, whatever shit I put on my collage in 2021 to make 2021 be the way it's supposed to be. I was so rigid about it. But, um, yeah, no, I, I feel like my 2021 wasn't as fun as 2020. Well, 2020 was... That was well, like, no, but 2020 was no fun. So no, I know what you're talking about. No, 2020... We thought 2020 was going to be fun right, going no. into it. Then 2020 ended up being the biggest shit show ever. And nobody was having fun. I was having fun in a way where, like, I was surfing. I was so much more out in the ocean. I, I, met, I met a lot of friends now in 2020 that I still have now as my surf buddies because I okay. met them doing surfing. So okay. for me, 2020 was fun in that I was in the ocean more than I've ever been in my life. Okay. Just surfing my ass off. But 2021 is when I became so goal-oriented, oriented up until like the last couple of weeks where something shifted within myself. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have fun. Like it, it, it does. It, it feels more fun now you know, last month of 2021 where I've let go, like what you were saying, well, you know, um, I, I, I'm more okay with, yeah, let's just see what happens. Yeah. Whereas I was so goal oriented when 2021 first turned, you know, I was, seriously, I was like, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to do, you know, it was just, it was just, yeah. <laughs> All right. So then we had fun. And then by February, our next episode was called When Shit Hits the Fan. What do you do in a shitstorm? Do you duck and seek cover? Do you try to clean up the mess? We discuss our different approaches to dealing with the fallout. Ooh, what do you do? Oh, God. So when shit hits the fan, I mean, I would get really, like, anxious, freak the fuck out. But also in the last year, like, I realized, I think I talked about it in this podcast. Maybe I didn't because we don't necessarily have summer shows when I'm gone. But um, at the time back in February, I was dealing with my problems by taking a prescription drug called lorazepam for, like, any sort of anxiety that came. I was popping it, like, on the wide. Like, oh, I have anxiety. I'm just going to take this pill. I didn't realize how much that pill was making a fallout for me that would be crazier later. Um... So I actually wasn't really dealing with it. Like, there was no cleaning up the mess. There was, like, trying to, like, I guess I was the sweeping it under the rug, ignoring it type of person, not really dealing with shit um, until I, you know, and then in the summer had this, I think I've talked about it, but if I haven't, I will just say this, that, like, when you take drugs like I did for anti-anxiety, Benzos. Um, that are highly addictive benzos, yeah. benzos. Um, they really fuck with your they emotions do. and your they mind like do. another they thing really so you do. think like oh I'm feeling so much calmer now but actually it makes you way crazier when you get off of them and I ended up not being able to get my prescription refills in the summer and had to go through this horrible period of five days of withdrawal where it was like um, it reminded me a lot of a documentary I watched on Oxycontin where yeah. you feel like you're going to die because you don't have that drug anymore to regulate your feelings. And you literally feel like you are going to actually die at that moment. Like you're sick. You don't feel well. You can't get out of bed. Like it's like 
all the nightmare things that you would never wish on anyone, like, right. kind of happened to me in the summer. And the best thing about it was I got through it. Like, I did. And I realized, like, oh, fuck no. Like, I never want to be on these drugs again. Um, so at the time in February, I don't think I was really dealing with shit. And now I feel so much better because the crazy thing is those drugs that I thought were helping me with my anxiety were making it so much worse. Mm-hmm. And now my anxiety is so much lessened by just alone not being on those drugs. So, like, I don't feel like I have, like, oh, you know, like, when shit hits a fan, I can deal with it for the first time in my life. I didn't have that before. So that's a big thing for me. Yeah, when shit hit the fan. Hits, when shit hits the fan. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, going back to, you know, our 2021, when shit hits the, hits the fan, um, I'm still kind of in the same place. Of, I, I'm very much, you know, um, I'm fortunate that I, I do have amazing girlfriends like M and my other friend here as well. And who is awesome. And I, I just have a great support system. And no, I've not been on benzos. And, um, but, you know, I'm sure if it was offered to me at the moment when shit was hitting a fan, I probably would have said yes. Because, I don't know. But they're the devil. They are. They're literally, like, there's so much in pharmaceutical drugs in this country that are, like, super fucked up. And, um... It does make me, like, you had a question for me, like, a few weeks ago about anti-vaxxers. Like, it does make me understand people who question the government and things. Because there has been a history in this country of just prescribing. That is what Western medicine is. It's like, let's give you a drug to fix this. There's no other anything else. Like, change your diet. Change this. Like, not really. They're like, oh, here's a drug that may help this. But this drug may have 8,000 other side effects. And then you'll take this drug and you'll have all this. You know what I mean? Like, it's a rough road to go down. And I don't think that it's necessarily fair or ethical for that to be the, the, the go-to solution for people who are struggling. Because I think that it makes their problems infinitely worse. I don't think it's actually helpful. And I do think that it's it's borderline unethical to me for physicians who may get trained in just their medical like license and they're told okay like give someone lorazepam who has anxiety but they're also like doctors are supposed to be you know i would assume to be like the more intellectual individuals in our society so they don't see that they prescribe these medicines to their patients that their patients then become addicted to their medicines right. and become worse. They don't see that. Like, I don't, I don't really buy that. Because when you go back to your doctor then and you're like, well, I'm still having anxiety. I think maybe you should up my dose. And they do. I mean, come on. They're not seeing that that solved the problem. They're saying that you're more reliant on the drug they prescribed to you. That doesn't mean that that problem was solved. It actually got worse by well, the it's, drug. It's a form of denial. Right, because in a perfect world, how it was supposed to work, and it's supposed to work, is that you get a psychiatrist and a therapist, and he and I will work together. We're like, okay, you know, the whole thing is, you know, we get you on lorazepam, and at the same time, I will help you learn how to meditate. I will help you do some behavior modification that's gonna assist you now that your your brain is calm from the lorazepam. Now we can create new behaviors. That is the um, perfect role. Except for residually, 
you're going to have more anxiety when that wears off. No, not... Which I don't think that is... But not not with, you know, the coping skills that you're going to learn with your therapist. It's supposed to be in but a But I would see world. a therapist the whole time. But you see that in a perfect world, he, he, the therapist and the psychiatrist are supposed to be working together. Which Kaya just lost and Zara. doesn't happen. It okay. doesn't always happen. And now, Kaya just lost Zara. The dog peed okay. on my bed. <laughs> okay, and so the next, the next show. <laughs> so actually, we had a moment of when shit hits the fan right now. So. I have my little dog over here who's very tiny. The kids thought they lost her, but they didn't. They're fucking fine. Luckily, these little kids aren't a little fam. I mean, then they probably would really lose my dog. But they have the dog, and they're totally fine. They just freaked out. Um, okay, so that's one way of dealing with something. And Joe's dealing with that now. Oh, and perfect. The next subject is smothers and daughters. So, Smothers and Daughters, this episode cuts deep. We have rarely talked about our children in this podcast because we have been having so much fun, but our life events recently have made it impossible not to share this huge part of our lives. Warning, this episode may cause you to seek out birth control methods ASAP. Also, according to our research, all children turn out to be teenagers. So, this was talking about our struggles with our teenage children and how that has evolved. Um, my daughter is an adolescent and, um, our relationship has evolved a lot from the beginning of the year, um, to at this point. And I'm so happy that it has, like it's gotten better, but I think that we both have, so I, I'm just, so Joe's back now. And, um, ironically after that, the next episode is Smothers and Daughters. Ah! Yeah. And I was just saying that, um, my my relationship with my daughter has actually gotten a lot better this year, like infinitely better than it was before. And she's like a pre-adolescent kid. Um, and we haven't always connected. We've had a hard time, but like in this year we found so much connection and I'm so happy about that. Um, but I don't know if that brings somebody back to you. So this was in February about smothers and daughters. Yeah. So what that comes up for me is like, you know, the, the importance of mother, the relationship between the mother and the daughter. Um, if you're listening and if you're female, even if, you know, if you don't have a daughter, you know, you have a mother. And is it the importance of that relationship between mothers and daughters. And as Emily was saying, you know, her relationship with her daughter it has greatly improved. But um, now as a daughter my, uh, myself, obviously, you know, I have a mom. <laughs> I did come up from <laughs> a woman. <laughs> I did come from a woman. You know, like that relationship is so vital. Like, you know, the spiritual work that I do, the emotional work and all of that always 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 boils back down to the relationship with my mother you know and my daughters seeing that you know since the divorce with their father whatever he does in his own life now the fact that they see a mother who I don't know who feel I feel is is I feel like I I, I do pretty well as a single mom you know it, I feel like it's built them to they they have a pretty good self-esteem about themselves because they see me not floundering about you know um and I feel like that relationship with the mothers and the daughter is so vital you know I don't know what it is with the mother and the son I don't have a I've never had a son so I don't know how that would be but I know having my mom growing up pretty much as a single single uh child you know I 
it was so important to see my mother the way that she was as you know rough as it was the fact that I saw her as a strong woman growing up now that I look back I saw as a strong woman really model for me now as a single mom how I want to be mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of rigidity in it that I had to kind of work around mm-hmm. but I feel like you know I don't know some mothers and daughters like I, I feel I'd rather be smothered smothered as a daughter than the other way than the opposite of it I feel like it's more important you know it's it's less damaging probably like I I like my mom and I weren't super close and I was definitely not smothered by her and we just said you didn't have sons my my mom did have sons mm. she had three sons and I think it was much easier for her to relate to her sons mm, um, because sons don't call you out Oh, your daughter will fucking call you out. I call every my mom day. Out. My my brothers are. I'm just so used to it. I, I love think it's them, normal. and I am not trying to talk shit about them. They do not even have the balls in a million years oh. to call my mother out about shit. That oh my I god, read. that's so funny. My daughters, that's normal for me. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So like mothers and daughters, like the daughters will call you out. Like my daughter calls me out every day about. Yeah, shit. she does. You know yeah. what I mean? And like I did that too to my mom. My brothers, uh uh-uh. uh, they were like under the radar mom Mm. you're so great yeah we love your pancakes you're so (laughs) great mom see you later we're gonna go party till four in the morning you know where my mom was like on my ass all the time like be home at 11 what are you doing you know Mm. like totally different yeah i don't i yeah i don't know i well in my spiritual path right like the mom the mother it's always about the mother anyways like even though the daddy issues is really boils down to the mother because like who chose your dad your fucking mother. <laughs> so it, it always falls down to the mother. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that's such a vital, vital, vital relationship to reflect upon, you know, as an adult. Because it really does um, give you um, insight into your choices in life now as an adult. Yeah. And it does for me. Yeah. So, yeah. Next all right, next episode was when to walk away. Um, we discuss life events that make you walk away or run for the hills. What makes you red light or green light certain situations in your life? P.S. Don't argue with Emma. So I guess I must have been very argumentative on this show. I don't know. Um, okay, but actually, I think, oh my gosh, I have so much stuff to say about this. When to walk away. What does that mean to you now, Joe? Oh my god! I'm chomping I, at the bit. <laughs> oh my god! You know what I mean? Do, do you want to go first? No, you go. Okay, I know when to walk away. Really? <laughs> I walk away. I think we both might be good at walking away now. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think we're both pretty good at it. I think so. Being forty-five, I walk away when I feel like you don't see how special I am. <laughs> oh, okay. I've totally been taking it. I'm like, oh. I walk away when I lose when I lose patience with your stupidity. Well, yeah, that too. But like, you know, because I feel like being 45 and like, I don't know, I've done, not necessarily done so much work on myself, but I don't know, maturation. and I don't know, a lot of, a lot of combination of shit. I'm like, I don't have patience, kind of what you're saying. Yeah. I don't have patience in you, like waiting around for you to figure out your shit. I'm like, oh, you don't see how cool I am? All right, well, well then, okay, I'm out. It's really that. Like one okay, time. Okay, I'm deal. a little. I'm a little bit of that too. Like the years, I think, uh, especially for me during the pandemic. Like, so before the pandemic, there was a time in my life where I actually really, um, cast, I feel bad about this to this day. And if anyone's listening who was my friend before this pandemic, I, I, heartfelt like apologize for this. I was not a good friend. 
I was really, really depressed and upset and I started shutting people out of my life. Like I was like, I just am like ashamed of myself and I don't want people in my life. And there was like that aspect of something, right? Then 2020 happened. It was like, holy shit, like you don't even get to see anybody that you even want to see. And like, how do you turn that around? Um, and so then I was there in that moment of like how, you know, like just it was a big awakening for me. And it made me think, like, yeah, like, at this age, like, we're not really, like, trying to have a quantity of friends just to have friends. Where I, th- I feel like when you're younger, you might want a stable of friends. Like, mm-hmm. I think of it, like, I think when I was in my 20s, I had, like, a stable of girls. Like, I had a bunch of different ponies mm-hmm. that I could ride every night with or ride every night, you know, like, to go out with. Like, just to have a variety of friends. Now I'm like, no, I just want, like, quality friends who I can have good conversations with and, like, you know, the the quality, not the quantity. Um, right. But I think when I think about walking away at this age, I think there's just been so much political divide in the world. And I, you know, like, there's just certain things that I stand for. And, I mean, I think this is actually also sad, too. There's a point where you're like, yeah, there's nothing in this country and there's nothing in this world that will make me and this other person with different opinions agree on something. So I want, I want to walk away. Like I, I told Joe about a situation this week with that where somebody like cornered me mm-hmm. <laughs> at Whole Foods and told me that she had the solution for curing COVID and was <laughs> healing vaccine injuries. And meanwhile, she's not wearing a mask. She's wearing like a fake mask with like some jewels instead of a mask. Like I was like, get the fuck away from me. Like, I don't want to talk to you. Like, I think in my younger years, I would have still been like, hey, 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 okay, I'll talk to you because you know me. I was like, get the fuck away from me. Like, I was literally two seconds away being like, if you don't step off me by the time I get the rest of this kombucha, I swear to God, get the fuck away. Like, I was so over it, you know? So, like, I think that to me is like a walkaway point of just like, you're not going to make amends or see eye to eye on this. And, like, I guess even bigger for me is like my my relationship that I ended before I started dating my man now, like, there was a lot of things in that relationship where I was like, we just really don't see eye to eye. Like, we'll never see eye to eye, and we're not going to be connected. And, like, we dated for three years, and the relationship ended over a text message, and we never talked again. And I was like, I guess there was a lot of, like, wanting to walk away on both sides in that situation. You know? Like, yeah, when it's time to walk away, it is it is fucking time. Get to step in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, walking away, it, it I, for me... It's it's still tough. It's still tough, you know, but yeah, I I have I have standards, and I'm not willing to um, work it out with you anymore, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I think at this age we know what we want more. So you just know, you know, like, and I guess I I am always trying to be like, okay, there's an empathetic way to look at this. Like, I don't have the same views as you, as you or we just don't connect. I think it's actually more humane to walk away than yeah, it I, is to waste time with that situation. I think what you're talking about maybe is even like more compassion. Like for me, walking away requires compassion for the other person. Yeah. You know, like I respect. It totally Yeah, does. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't judge you. I see that this is where you're at. I'm not going to try and change you. And I feel for you and I feel for me. So I'm not going to force this. Yeah. You know, and I, I, that is exactly where I am with friendships and like what you were saying with dating as well. Like, I don't take it personally if like, you know, I see that, oh gosh, this guy isn't texting me or calling me as much as I'd like or whatever it is. Like, 
I have like so much compassion for where they're at because I am in a different place. Like I'm not, I'm not going to bend for them. I'm not going to be the person that they want me to be. And they're not, you know, so why should I expect them to be the person that I want them to be? You know what I mean? So there's compassion for them and for myself. And I think that is the walking away part. Compassion allows me to walk away without animosity, without any indignance, you know, I'm like, yeah. I it is what it is and yeah. you know yeah and that that's what I love being I love that the compassionate walk away in our 40s we're doing the compassionate walk away yeah like no judgment dude like I got you 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 live your life I live my life and it you is do what you it, I do me yeah and I don't mean that in a in, in in like in a snotty snarky kind of way like I totally get it like I I get it good for you man I mean like for real like good for you and good for me that I got it. Right. So, yeah, walking away. I, I feel like now, from where we first had that conversation where it was for me, I feel like I was a lot more personal and hurt about it. Now, come 2022, I feel very more objective about it and, like, seeing that we all have our own path. And, it, you know what? It's fine. But it's not, it's separate from my path. It's, it's no big deal. Like, yeah, humanity. <laughs> it's unless awesome. you're Jordan Coupler, then. Huh? Yeah. I said, unless you're Jordan Coupler, then we have, like, a serious I, I love him. divide. Right. Okay. So, the next topic we did, because I'm worried we're running out of time, is with spiritual gangsters. We discussed the big questions in life and the human experience. What is your higher power? How much does it dominate your life? Can you keep faith when times are tough? Oh. Do you want to take that or do you want me to take it? Okay, I'll say this. Like, um... It. I, like, I've talked about it a lot. Like, Wiccan and Pagan stuff is, like, my jam. For some reason, though, like, I've really lost it over the last couple of years. Like, mm. I used to be so dedicated to this. And it did actually strengthen my life and make me feel so much, like, more spiritually connected and, like, understanding of the universe. And I have no idea why I have lost it. Like, I hope I gain it back. I still try, and I try to reconnect and do things. But... It is not at the same level that I once was. Hmm. Um, but in that, that's more of like an intentional way. Like, you know how you could always say that there's all these different um, religions that worship a God, right? Um, yeah. Same with Wiccan and Pagan. There's a spiritual power that you want to connect with. I still do 100% believe in that spiritual power. And I think that actually in a way, what I've been doing maybe subconsciously is just turning it all over to the universe. I feel like before I was like, I can change this. I can, I can, you know, like do things to alter my fate or make things happen or, you know, like do things to really affect my future. Whereas like really at this point, I'm like on the cross. I'm like, yeah, like I'm just turning this all over to the universe. Like, and it actually gave me tremendous faith recently when I was dealing with my health issues. Cause like, I was really sick and I was really scared and I was like oh my god this is like how you find out that you have cancer that's what I was thinking I was like this is I think how you right. find it like you get super sick all of a sudden and your friends are like oh no what's going on and then you come back a week later and you're like actually I have colon cancer yeah. you know like that's what I was I was really considering in my mind and when I went to the ER I was driving down I was like I'm just totally I'm in so much pain like I'm just turning this whole thing over to the universe like whatever it is it needs I need to know it. So, like, what is this demon? Like, tell me if I have colon cancer or if I have some sort of cancer. Just tell me. Like, I just, I, but I'm here. 
universe for whatever you're going to tell me, you know? Um, so I think that, I think I've been surrendering more than I've been active lately, which I'm going to just embrace and be like, I guess it's not a, maybe a bad thing. Maybe as I'm, maybe it's a thing of getting older Mm -hmm. and I'm more like, there's only so much I can do and there's only so much I'm willing to spend time to try to like change where I think younger, more energy. I was like, I'll do a whole like love (laughs) spell and I'll like, you know, like, I don't know. What about you? The spiritual path this Mm -hmm. year? As it, what were we talking about? Just to, uh, I kind of lost track. I apologize. Oh, um, it was about, we said we were, well, we talked, our episode was called Spiritual Gangsters. So we discussed the big questions in life and the human experience. What is your higher power and how much does it dominate your life? Oh my God, this is all my life. Like, I don't want to sound like, you know, I, I get like those, yeah, those, um, the, those um, Christ, Christians talking about, you know, Jesus is, it's all about, but that that's not who I am. But uh, like spiritually, like yeah, this whole year has really been understanding that for me, my my spirituality in that I am so much more than what all the complaining I've been doing and all my thoughts. And I don't want to sound so frou frou and like woo woo out there, but I'm trying to make it short. But like to know that you know for me my spiritual path is like, yeah, I am more than what's happened to me in the past. I am more than my thought. I'm more than what the words I'm talking now that, um, I don't know. There's so much more to me. There's, there's the feelings there's, I don't know. It's, 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 it's hard to conceptualize at this point, but, um, my spirituality has been what's kept me going through the past, I don't know, a couple of years of, and it's also why yeah, part of the reason I've been doing this podcast is that I know that I am more than, you know, again, I am repeating myself, what's happened to me. And my sp- without a spiritual path, I really don't know if one can go beyond their thoughts, you know, because you're just stuck in the, the thought of I am this, I'm a mom, I'm a single person. I'm, I am, um, I, I owe this much money or I want this much, whatever it is that you're thinking without a spiritual path, you can't go beyond that. And for me, having gone through the emotional turmoil and mental turmoil, all of that, uh, as really think God have landed in my spirituality, realizing that those are just concepts. And again, I don't want to sound woo woo, which I probably do. Um, (laughs) but you know, I don't know. I think my spiritual path, honestly, is I know it's what has kept me afloat for a long time, not just through my divorce, but you know, I, I really fortunately have discovered a specific spiritual path and I feel like a spiritual path is very individual. So my path isn't necessarily your path, you know, and I can see why there's so many different religion religions because of our specific, um, preference. You know, it's whatever, whatever awakens that spark inside of you that goes, I get it, you know. And for me, I, was, I'm, I feel very so fortunate that I found a path that made me go, I get it. And um, that work, helps me work through my trauma. So, um, yeah, I don't know. My spiritual path, path without it, I would not be even be doing this, this podcast. So, yeah. I'm not going to go out and kill like a million people for my spiritual path or anything like that. 
but I it is kill some, a million people. Well, you know, like a lot of people, like you know, and that's that that's unfortunate thing about spirituality is it gets crossed with religion, and you know how many people has died for for all the different religions in oh, the world. Oh, okay. I was like, what did I miss? But you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't mean that about my spiritual path. Like, for me, it's it's a very individual, and I, I am able to keep that to myself for the most part. Like, I'm not gonna challenge your path. I'm not gonna convert you to my path. But for me, I know it's worked in a way where I have less suffering. I feel more present. I feel like I have a path in how I'm going to live my life. I'm okay with how it's going to be. Boyfriend, no boyfriend. Maui, not Maui. Whatever. Whatever it is, there's a certain okayness because of my spiritual path. And I, I only, I do hope that we all have that, like that okayness of whatever arises for us. And I feel like for me, my, my spiritual path is that, like, it's allowed me to be okay with whatever arises. Long story short. <laughs> so next. All right. Our next. So we're totally taking a turn. Like, I'm like, I'm very concerned that we're not going to cover this all year. We don't have a lot of time yet. So we might have to do a little short episode in Chicago, you and I. I Because I so. feel like what we're going to get to tonight is just finishing our first half of the year. Let's do it. Okay, which takes a sharp left from Spiritual Path right now. So our next episode was called Fuckboy Repellent. Fuckboy! We discussed the definition of a fuckboy and a few key characteristics. Do we actually come up with a good repellent? Maybe not, but the first step is always awareness. All right, can I please start with this? To go. Okay, so this one was for me. Maybe I was spiritual before, but this was a huge awakening to realize that the person I was in love with was actually a like literally a fuckboy. A fuckboy. And like was literally called that by a friend of mine, and I was like, I don't really know what that means, and that's what kind of started this topic. Is like she said that to me about him. Um, a friend of mine said, like, oh, you're, he's a fuckboy. This guy yeah, was a fuckboy. Yeah, those fuckboys are And I was like, I'm not really sure what that means. And remember, I was talking about it, and you were like, well, what, like, in what context did she say it? You know? Right, we I don't understand figure, what We were trying is. to figure it out. Um, but it was, the, it, that was the beginning. So I would say right in April of that year was, like, the beginning of my awakeness or awareness of, like, that the person that I was in love with was actually a fuckboy, which I had never encountered. So, like... I felt like, you know, I was so in love and this person was so true and so wonderful to me. And I couldn't imagine that he had a different side or a different part of him that wasn't true to me. And so, like, when and like, you know, this is a thing, too, I must say, like, it's tough. You know, girl friendships are um, a fucking menagerie of a lot of hard. It's 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 hard to maintain female friendships sometimes especially when it comes to guys and this particular friend of mine like I think was very careful about like what she wanted to say but she did deliver these little things that made me think and this was a big one Mm. like what wait he's a fuckboy what does that mean right you know and speed a whole fucking show on it but all I all I can say about the show I don't know what we talked about on the show looking back but all I can say is that that was the first step that I even got into my head that this person that I thought was one thing was possibly something else. Right. Right. So, like, I feel like that is the unraveling of a situation. Like, you're in love and you think somebody's one thing when you start to go, oh, no, you know, like, they're not. Right. Like, this was the first step. Whatever happened before that episode 
whatever led up to it was the first step in me realizing, oh, this this guy actually might be a fuckboy, which I had never in a million years thought before. And so, I don't know. That's all I have to say about that. It was the first step in awareness for me. Right. It was. It was just disappointing, really. So disappointing. Yeah. No. 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 I. I get that. Like. You know, because, you know, fuckboys, we can just easily dismiss them as fuckboys. But it is it's disappointing because it is, it, it, for me, when I hear that, it's like, you know, I think of, you know, men in general that I think, I feel could be not necessarily better, and I'm judging. But, like, you know, it, it's that potentiality of humanity, you know? And then you just kind of just stay being a fuckboy. But why not, right? If the universe, if, if the world's, it caters to you just being this person that is just that why not right but we could you and i why not hey this is our oysters fine thing that we're looking for have your oysters and eat them too like the world is your oyster Mm. that is the world of a fuck boy right all those pussies are on the plate pick which one and at the same time that and there's always the best one there's yeah. always the prime oyster, which is the smallest, by the way, which is a whole different side of sexual dynamic of oysters. But, like, it is served to you on a platter. You get your platter of oysters. It's all the pussies that you want. If you're a fuckboy. If you're a fuckboy. And as, I say, as you say that, for me, on the outside, when I hear that, you know, I, I'm thinking of one person, to be honest, of, like, you know, I was like, yeah, that sucks. Like, you, you're going to be a fuckboy because, you know, I see so much more in you. There's so much more, and I'm I'm thinking probably with the person that you're talking about. There's so much more, right? You saw him, but I don't think there was much more. I feel like there is. No, I, I feel I, I totally like I look at Black now, and I feel like I was pretty naive. I don't know. I guess I none of us, and then that's my spirituality kicking in. Like we're so much. I mean, more a fuckboy can fall in love, right? Yeah, I say that, I guess, but then when, when but you say... But isn't a fuckboy always a fuckboy then? That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what our episode was about. Right. Like, so it doesn't matter if he can fall in love. He's still, he's got the best oyster right now, but like, but not that's forever. A, yeah, so for There's me, always going to be other oysters on that platter that, that, is that he's going to like tend to. But that is what disappointed, it is disappointing for me. It was like, yeah, you know, because, you know, the the world offers you the oyster. You don't need to go beyond the world when we're so much more than the world. So much more than pussies on a bladder. So much more. Like, for real. Like, for, like, it, we really are. Like, you know, I, yeah, I, I can't even explain it. Not that I've had all the pussies or any pussies whatsoever, but, <laughs> but like, big dick energy. Listen out. Like, big dick energy-wise, <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. Well, this is why there's nothing like oysters that are like dicks, because nobody likes spotted dick, that fucking dessert in England. I don't know what that means. <laughs> gross nobody's out there okay. trying to eat spotted dicks oh that's, that's disgusting <laughs> but i don't know my name is you kind of lost that one <laughs> but Me too. Uh, yeah but i'm just saying like you know i don't know i i, I don't know it, it's this it's disappointing in that the potentiality is lost yes you know because it's so easy to get all the pussies in the world that you could just kind of like you you know you but you, you don't even see the difference. You're like they're all the same. These are all but good that, on this but, one level, but that's what and I'm these seeing. are all shitty. These are the good ones. No, these are the shitty ones. That's how like a fuckboy sees the but world. But that, that's what I'm saying. It's so disappointing on the other on another perspective where like you don't see that you're actually limiting yourself. You know, and I'm disappointed for the fuckboy themselves. Like I have so much compassion for them that that's all you think you are. Like. My God, if that's what you think you are on that level, could you imagine on another level how you could be? I don't know. That's just me being all spiritual and shit. 
and we're not so even close we are to 54 minutes i know at this point. so should I'm we like, end I, what well, do you think? I think we'll end with one more do just it. kind of like after that like do sort it. of ends it but we're gonna have to follow up with another episode so then our next one after that was broken men Ugh. okay so this episode isn't what you think we try to see the forest before the trees in our relationship with the men in our lives through foggy but empathetic lenses so that is exactly what you just said it's a continuation you have a you have a, a soft spot in your heart for fuckboys I, I didn't I didn't know that I was dealing one and and I think as soon as I really realized it and trust me ladies this needed to be beaten over my head a lot just so you know like it wasn't like a realization when I heard it the first time like oh he's a fuck boy and he never loved me I didn't realize it then I didn't realize it when I was told 10 times I didn't realize it when I saw it over and over again I didn't realize it until it was enough and enough was enough like, it was not an easy transition for me. But you yeah. have had this, you know, as a therapist, I think this, like, spot in your heart for this broken men thing. And in this episode, I remember that we actually, it was funny, this is one that we released and we got immediate feedback. And it was kind of hilarious. People were immediately, and we have never done an episode that offended people, really. Like, I feel like we've always done our episodes. We mostly get good, you know, good positive feedback. And we got some shit for that one. Yeah. With people immediately, and it was funny because it was the fuckboys that fuck immediately boys. responded. And we're like, don't you dare. Like, I literally got a text that said, yeah, broken men and the woman who broke them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And at the time, I was like, oh, my God. But now I'm like, yeah, motherfucker. I hope I did break you a little bit. Like, so you don't think that pussy is served up on a platter for you for the rest of your life. Because it won't be, won't ever be as good as mine. That's something for sure. So, <laughs> absolutely enjoy whatever pussies on a platter you're looking for. But anyway, yeah, it, you it, go with the apathetic part about I do men, and then we'll wrap up. You know, no, I, I I go with the compassion, and I think that again, going back to the whole spirituality thing, is we're all on this journey, and um, I don't know, no, no, I I have a so- soft spot for um, not I don't know, broken men, traumatized men, but that does not mean I'm going to end up with one or nor do I want to date one anymore. I can see one from a mile away and I can be your friend and that's pretty much I fortunately I have the wisdom enough to stay away from you. <laughs> but I could definitely like admire you from far away because my heart definitely bleeds for you. But and, you know, I, I get the, I mean, my compassion extends to myself where I'm not going to put myself in that situation any longer. Thank you very much. That's all. That's <laughs> all. And we're running out of time and we didn't even get through April. So maybe we will try to reconvene and have one more podcast. I would like to wrap this up. But unfortunately, like, the way that we roll on Spotify, we run out of time. So this is kind of the end of our episode. We only got through April. But, um, I don't know. I think we'll try again and do this. We got to finish this up before the we end do one year. more and then we're we'll going to go, do one in Chicago mm-hmm. for New Year's. So start thinking of your um, New Year's resolution or maybe New Year's goal. And hopefully, like I said, I've got 20 more days to get that whole romancing going. <laughs> Joe's got 21 days to get some <laughs> To get some romance shit going. You know, but who knows? If it doesn't happen, whatever. I'm romancing myself. I've got the womanizer. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm not completely, like, un not romance <laughs> your, had, your oyster is getting slurped i totally you know i've, I've had some action 
<laughs> so good enough, good enough. So um, we'll see you next week. Yeah, we hope. And thank you for listening. Aloha. Aloha. <laughs>